Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on The Pinball Show, I introduce a new series and a new co-host. We also talk about an interview with Stern's Director of Mechanical Engineering, keeping the magic alive in pinball, the freedom of plastic, lost pinball mechanisms and ideas, a coming soon mind blower, the king of flow visiting the loser kids, Haggis revisited 2.0 rules, pin clashing, post clashing, made in Taiwan, and pinball market trends. All of this and more on this very messy episode 58. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This week, we are kicking off the first in a new series that we are calling here at the Pinball Show, Keyboard Commandos. That's right. Our co-host today is one of the most prolific pinball trolls on the internet. He throws stones with the best of them, but now he's here in this glass house of weaved gold and goat turds. When he's not busy stroking the ego and the uh, of Canada, he can be found lurking around the alien thread on Pinside or any thread that harbors toxicity and hate. As a disclaimer, I do not like this person, but I am here to chat with the master of accusation himself, ladies and gentlemen, Delt31. <laughs> Hey, Zach, what, a, what an intro. That was a really well put together script. I feel like you really worked hard on that one. Uh, well, you know, we barely get third place in the Twippies for something, right? Not even close. It was an absolute disaster. But um, it was a wash. It was, it was embarrassing. I was actually embarrassed for you. Yeah, so. I can't believe you let me on here. I do appreciate it, though. Um, in all uh, reality here, it's, it's, we're going to have a fun time. Uh, listener, Are we? Buckle in. Buckle in because this is what we're here to do, Zach. We're here to entertain in this dumb hobby of ours called pinball. We're here to entertain, have some fun. It's all going to be in good, uh, you know, good spirit. So I, lo- I love that you're on because I don't. You know what, Brian? I don't know you. Um, can I call you Brian? No, of course. I don't. I don't know you. I feel like I've I've known you throughout the last four or five years. Uh, us both being in pinball. Um, I don't know if I like, I, I'm going to be fair. I don't think I like you, but I may, <laughs> I, I just don't know. I'm not, you know me, I'm honesty is everything. Right. So, yeah. uh, and the listeners here know that too. Yeah. And I truly respect that. I think folks that know me understand I come from the same or I come from the same cloth. I'm a very direct person that is going to give you a very transparent view, a very truthful view on what's going on. So Here's the way I see it. Transparent? I thought I, it's more ignorant to me, but I guess we can go with transparent. <laughs> well, I, I make sure it's very clear, right? So <laughs> That it is. I, I don't know. If you, if you consider being clear or ignorant, then that might be a reflection on you. But I would say that at this point, you and I are built on a similar foundation, right? That's how we're built. Now, we go in different directions. I think you've gone into the – well, we'll talk a little more about that, like the, the, the fun directions you've gone into. But at the end of the day, I do think there's a good foundation that we'll – kind of find here during the call and uh and we'll have a good time i think i think that's sweet i think we've got plenty of pinball news listener this may not be the episode for you uh but we got plenty of news hang tight but before we do that 
I've got a little, I've got some stuff to get off my chest. And the best way for me to do that, to really process all of this trauma that I've experienced over the last four fucking years, is to go through a little timeline. Would you do that with me, Brian? I, I will. Hopefully, you're going to put some nice music into that, too, so we can uh, hear. Yeah, make, make, it, make it good for the people. If we hop into the Wayback Machine and go all the way back to 2017, that is, that is where Delt 31 and Z-Mini first met. We interacted as pinball media celebrity and dealt was just a fanboy for straight down the middle starting in October, 2017. It all started so, so nice. You said, quote, the most thorough review out there in December, 2017. You were really a big fan of Greg and I. I was no, in fact, I actually, uh, I gave you guys some money. Um, I, I really liked the platform, right? Because to me, you didn't take things too, too seriously. It was folks just getting into the hobby like myself. You and I feel like we got into this hobby around the same time. I started in 2015, so I'm not like a an old school person who does tournaments and you know has been doing this for sure. some time. I just want to have fun. I saw you too. I like the chemistry. You guys still have the best chemistry out there. We'll go into that a little bit later. Thanks. But I love the platform. I loved it. I loved what you guys are bringing to the table. I love the honesty. I love the unbiased that was built in day one and then and and then and then it's like this brick wall well we'll talk about that a little bit later but yes i I was a big supporter and you know again i still do view and and listen to your uh your content here and there right because i I, you know i do appreciate again and i mentioned to you i i appreciate some of the stuff you bring to the to to the the hobby which is uh which is really good you guys are, are definitely talented um but yeah, that you're right. I look. I, I'm going to keep my guard up, Brian, because I'm not going to let you Charlie Brown my ass. You can keep building me up. <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking behind me right now, listener. Pay attention to the juxtaposition here. This this wonderful, sweet Brian uh, up north. He's so kind, right? <laughs> it can't possibly be the same person that said some of the following stuff. Now, I do I do wonder if it's a coincidence, listener. The Delt Thirty One actually on the SDTM thread on Pinside. He had post number 666, February 2018. Just I don't know if that's just a uh, rather coincidence, or I, I, I tend to call that fate. But as we're looking, uh, he was, it was nothing but roses. All the way up until July 2018, uh, that's when it starts taking a little bit of a, a turn. We, we become uh, spokespeople and ambassadors for Penn Stadium. Um, you didn't feel like we were being honest there. You said, do I think for a second that the love fest with Penn Stadium use is not related to their friendship to Scott? Of course it does. Zach does a voiceover for the damn product. Do I think the full tour and in-depth interview for Houdini didn't just have a little influence in Zach's review? Of course I did. I even mentioned the same when he posted the insane score. Now, uh, Yeah, that's right, that score. <laughs> so Penn Stadiums, I can only like Penn Stadiums and Houdini because I helped work with them on promotional material. Where, where, where's the evidence there? Yeah, so it's the, it's the jump the shark type of thing, right? And I mean, before I go into that, I do, um, I, and you probably, maybe you pulled this one, hopefully you did, but I, I... I likely did. Yeah, I mentioned to you that the only people you have on your show kiss your ass. <laughs> yeah, I got that quote in here. Yeah, and I actually went back online once you reached out to me and said, hey, Brian, you know, I'd like for you to, to jump, jump on in. I said, you know what? The fact you reached out and we're having this conversation, I respect you for that. So that piece, I've already told you. I'm gonna, I, I, you won't hear that from me because again, it's all about it's all about calling out what's going on. That's the way I run, right? So if I call out what's going on, 
which is direct and, 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 and uh, exactly to the point, and someone recognizes it and then changes it or does something to address it, that's all respect, right? That's all. That's what we're here to do. That's what's so funny about this hobby is that we should be here to critique and to make things better, right? Not to not to slander. We're not looking to do that. Well, I think I think I think the interpretation of how you take it. I think some people are softer, mm. right? And you're 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 definitely a softy, right? You, well, yeah. You you told me in this quote that wasn't very nice, snowflake. So yeah, I think. I think I'm soft based on your snowflake standards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but you know, at the end of the day though, I, I do, I do give credit when people address it. So like I said, I think it's great. We're having the discussion. I think we're going to have fun and we are having fun, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's uh, like I said, it's calm out. So, uh, but back to your, your initial question about the uh, Penn stadiums. Well, there's no question about it that you have a strong relation with Scott. Now, Scott knows, and I, I'm looking around my, my uh, I'm in the basement here, Zach, looking at all my pinball machines, and I'm thinking, let's see, one, two, I have, I think four, no, I have five machines with pin stadiums. Nice. So I, I have no problem with the product, but the way it was delivered, and this is, this is really, uh, you know, the main issue with, with what, you know, why you kind of run to some, some issues uh, with, with your approach is you, you take this tact of like delivering something that you want to come across as genuine, and then you kind of like ignore the fact that there's this on top stuff, whether it's relationships with with companies, whether it's a partnership with somebody else, mm-hmm. and you're like you're like oh my god, like no, of course not, like I would never be influenced. Meanwhile, it's all about just making sure the product stands on its own. Okay, so pin stadiums to me, yeah, they're very you know they're priced high, but geez, what's not priced high in this in this hobby? But man, they deliver. For certain situations, like the Guns N' Roses behind me, my LE, you got to be out of your mind, out of your mind to put pin stands on that machine. In fact, pin, Guns N' Roses, the new coach, should actually lock the system if it detects pin stadiums <laughs> in that machine, okay? Because that just, that just helps. I don't mind. It's, actually, don't it's protecting the actual pinball enthusiast from a bad mistake. But Willy Wonka, look at my Willy Wonka right now, right? What, what I've seen you doing there, Brian, is – you're, you're starting to lay the foundation of bias uh, here, here in, here in uh, 2018. But you balance it with positive feedback, as you're doing right now, um, calling SDTM the best, but also saying, hey, I don't really believe them because they are biased. You're implying that my love fest um, for Penn Stadium is because I have a friendship. I don't, I don't agree with that, but uh, I don't see any evidence against either. Now, as we roll into, so uh, we roll into February 2019, you start shitting on uh, me for saying the Munsters is beautiful. I, you, I don't know what you were smoking with that argument because the Munsters is beautiful and it is one of the most beautiful pinball machines ever made. You listed things like Circus Voltaire. Eh, okay. Because I said, well, what are, what are more beautiful? And then you said, this is the one I love that makes you just look so wrong. Wizard of Oz art package, better than Munsters. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is what happens when we have revisionist history. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Now, would you really say Wizard of Oz art package is better than the Munsters? So the Munsters, and I think if you go into my full uh, reaction to the Munsters, because day one, you could, you could check it out. Hopefully you have. My first reaction to Munsters was, what a boring, complete, just tossing the garbage design of a game that just replicated and copied and had no soul. 
right? Mm. So, so in fact, the only thing good about Munsters is probably the point you're making here, which is it does have, as far as aesthetics, the, uh, you know, I think it was Franchi, right? Franchi did the artwork. Sure. I'm not a huge, I think Franchi's super talented. Like there was that Beal Juice Translite that's on okay. sale right now. That thing is gorgeous, right? So I think Franchi's very talented. I personally don't think Munster's artwork is like the best artwork out there. But I'm, you, you got to wrap the entire package up with just the, the soulless dead on arrival. And, and the code still is a mess. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's essentially, I guess, the topper now because toppers are insane. is the only reason why you might be able to save some money in that game. But it's a mess. And when I think about other pieces of artwork, I personally think that uh, there's other you know, better examples. Now, Wizard of Oz to me, Zach, Wizard of Oz is the staple transition to a new and exciting and innovative pinball machine. I wouldn't disagree. When I look at Wizard of Oz, everything, not just the art, but thank you for, for reminding the, the group, it's the art as well. Everything about Wizard of Oz is exactly what this hobby needs more of. Everything. Okay, so mm. it set the bar. Now, now you could say it shoots clunky, and I don't know, it's the ramps, and da, da, da. but ultimately, the package, that Wizard of Oz package, I mean, when I have people here, and again, I don't have a lot of people that play pinball. In fact, what's funny about the hobby is that, you know, people think that everyone plays pinball or it's, it's super. This 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 thing is like a, you and I and, and the rest of the Pinside crew, we're like less than like 0.005% of the population. People think we're crazy. But when people come here and see Wizard that have no idea about pinball, they're like, what is this machine? It's what got me back into pinball. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I do think Wizard of Oz Arts package is, is really nice. I think Munsters is an absolute slap in the face to uh, folks that actually like that theme because what a waste that game was. The code's a joke. So we can go all day on Munsters. I, I'm going to, no, I'm going to give myself a point there because when we were referring to artwork and it comes down to brass tacks, the Munsters is five times better the art package than Wizard of Oz. You also listed Hobbit. Uh, you also listed Theater of Magic, which, uh, yeah, I still got to give that to Munsters and so on and so forth. I, want- I mean, it, it, you're talking about art. So, I mean, if we're going to talk about who gets points on art, Zach, I think you would, you're smart enough that you understand that art is uh, the eye of the beholder, right? So, I, I don't know. I mean, but uh, I would take Wizard of Oz art package over Munsters. So, I, I love that. I love that position. All right, we're going to fast forward because you and I got into it back and forth uh, about playfield issues. But I want to roll into January 2020 when. TPN, the Pinball Network, enters into the industry. Now, you said, and I quote the following. Moa, this is ugly. So you said, quote, it's been a 101 course on how to fail at marketing. But more importantly, I echo others in asking why this needs to be all under one group. Besides trying to build a flipping out pinball monopoly, what is the benefit? You don't need a network to be heard. Canada's URL purchase was hilarious, by the way. Now that's funny. Regardless, good content will be delivered, no doubt. Just hope it's not saturated with bye, bye, bye from Zach at flipping out. You later go on to say, quote, your agenda has gone from an innocent hobbyist driven YouTube channel to a distributor who has saturated the market with bye, bye, bye from flipping out. Playfield issues be damned. Hey, what's the big deal, guys? As a fan of SDTM, this sucks. Let me repeat. 
It's not a content concern. I'm questioning why it's necessary for all these talented folks to be under your network. Besides the obvious distributor exposure, the only other benefit I can see is to address that nagging pain in the ass called Canada, who continues to have the most popular pinball content, which I know drives you crazy. Do you think the network is going to take viewership away? Honestly, I would have thought you would have seen how that strategy makes no sense. But after watching this train wreck of an introduction, all bets are off. I just hope these folks who have signed up are not taking a step backwards because they're talented by themselves. I also hope it's not just a big infomercial where flipping out pinballs plugged all day long. I'm going to throw up if I see or hear another reminder. Now, listener, I'll remind you that as sweet as this Mr. Brian is, this is just the tip of the iceberg to what is the train wreck of his responses regarding TPN. Yeah, so I'm actually, when I listen back to that, I'm actually impressed on how well that was uh, stated on a forum. That's just my ability to read well, I think. I don't know if it's your words. Thank you for presenting it. So just that was a great presentation. No, I mean, that is 100% exactly uh, the point. And inaccurate. Yeah, I agree. It, it really is. I mean, what an absolute train wreck. And How so? Train wreck. This TP. Having fun and, and playing pinball with friends and creating. Horrible. Here, yeah. What? what and this goes back to my earlier point about where you stumble the most. And, and again, I, I provide this to you, and I think you're getting the point now. I think you're starting to realize how this works. It's all about feedback to help, right? It's all about, okay, yeah, what I wrote there is exactly true. And if you look and you actually detail what I'm saying and you pull it back and think about how you can actually incorporate the uh, enhancements there, you'll reach a better product. And your, uh, your ambition to set this up, I believe, was for the good. In that, you know, you're saying, look... It, well, I didn't read that. I didn't read any of that. Well, no, what, what I'm saying is, well, your delivery on it was an absolute disaster, and I think that you're laying on top, you know, your, uh, in, in my opinion, again, this is uh, this is my view, as you just as you just um, uh, repeated. When you're when you're on there, right, you're, you're essentially, you're delivering that message. You're saying, look, we're, we're the pinball network, we, we want to do good. We want to do this. We want to do that. But underneath, right, there, it, it's a clear and, – and this is the part that's funny. You, I don't think you fool too many people, and you can tell from that just, just adverse reaction that you received, and that's putting it lightly uh, on what you guys did and how you rolled it out. And when I say you guys, I'm going to talk to you because you're exactly – you're the ringleader. You're, you're the one that will, will run this and call the shots. Do we have evidence of that? There's, well, I just listened to yourself and even, even others. I mean, I know when you and uh, Greg talk about it, it's always, okay, well, Zach was thinking about this, and then we were, you know, we got together. You're always kind of spearheading it. Even Dennis, sweet, sweet Dennis, by the way. I love Dennis, <laughs> right? Right, Dennis, great job. Dennis, great job with, with Zach. You know, again, I don't catch this show every week, but I, I try to catch up, and, and uh, he does a great job. Um, but, yeah, no, there's no question. I think if you're if you're doubting that you're the ringleader on, on network, I think you're just kidding yourself, but – Back to actuality, um, what happens is you kind of you have this 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 idea that I think you want to you know benefit the the hobby, right? But then it's wrapped, it's wrapped again under this distribution and this this uh, flipping out, and everything is just saturated with with flipping out and, and evidence, evidence, evidence is just you talking. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you want me to pull voice clips of you saying like. And guys, remember, if you want this, go here. Or guys, if- How can a network be saturated with flipping out pinball when we have over 20 streamers and we have over 10 podcasters? And of all of those content areas, only one place, one, talks about flipping out. And that is only for me on my own show. 
That's evidence. I, I mean, again, if you want me to pull voice clips when I listen to you talk, I mean, I, I, it's almost like your question about how do you know I'm the ringleader of the pinball network? I mean, Zach, please don't don't waste my time. I, what, what, what's funny is when you rolled it out, though, how you did it. It, it was so like just just so wrong. Right. So because so, I used to listen to what was it this week in pinball podcast. Yep. Right. You guys pulled the soul like, oh, you know, we're not going to do this anymore. Um, and it was a very abrupt ending. OK, kind of weird. Sure. Yeah. I think the next night or the next week, and again, I don't have this in the back of my head 100%. So this part I'll tell you, I don't know verbatim it happened this way. But the way it felt like, Zach, was that all of a sudden we flipped the switch and we have this new agenda. It's called the Pinball Network. And we're going to take everything out of, of Twippy. I think, you know, whoever runs Twippy, is it? Uh... Jeff Patterson. I'm sorry? Jeff Patterson. Yeah, Jeff. That's right, Jeff. You know, Jeff was like, I had, you know. I don't even know what's going on. And, and kind of this also <laughs> the same type of thing was done with the awards show as well, which is another disaster. But it, it was just it's the tact in which you do this. It's like, OK, all of a sudden you turn it off and then you can turn something back on. It's led by you. That's under the, you know, uh, the flipping out, you know, kind of uh, agenda. Again, no evidence. Yeah, well, I'm only going to pull in. I know when you say no evidence, I, again, I don't, I don't. You've got no, I've got, but I've got evidence to provide that you're wrong. You have zero to provide that you're right. That's all. Saying that everything I've listened to, I don't know. Can you be in my head and listen to your own voice? I think maybe you should then press play on these shows back and just listen there and put some nice music, get like a nice cocktail, right? And listen to yourself speak. Mm-hmm. I think that's your, that's your best evidence. So I'm just telling you what I'm, what I'm hearing. And then it was just, that's how it was laid out. Now, there was a lot of other stuff I'll be very frank about. You'll notice I never talked about it, where I do think that there were some things that were said about this layout and who you picked. I didn't even get involved with that. I, I thought that was, I didn't think that was a fair a fair view. But, you know, there was a lot of stuff that just kind of got into this whole thing. Now, I my only view on this was that the way it was done, the tact and, 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 uh, and the intent and how it was done, I, I was... It just was a, I was like, wow, bad look, Zach, really bad look. Um, the URL of Canada, I think, is hilarious. I just think that, or I'm not even sure if he did it, but someone took the URL, which I thought was just, it just seemed like it was such a poorly executed, which is exactly what I said in that in that thread, a poorly executed uh, plan. And you- Who did it hurt? And you were like, I can't believe people had this reaction. I just can't believe it. I, I, who was it hurting? I'm sorry? Who was it hurting? Who are you hurting? I mean, it just yeah. was- the way you did it was just, I mean, quite frankly, disrespectful to, to, to Jeff. I mean, there's no, that was, well, I just felt like it was, and even including with the award show going forward, it just seemed like there was nothing. Um, it was just like you walked away and then he was like, what's going on? Um, it just, it just, the, the optics of it, again, is somebody that's optics, was just, optics. Yes. So optics isn't always truth, right? Well, how it happened. I mean, I, I know that Jeff was, I mean, did you pull the, the, the text from Jeff in, in, in the threads where he says, like, yeah, like, no idea, or, like, even the award show, no idea. So when I say, when I say uh, optics, I'll even go one step further and just clarify that Jeff has, you know, actually gone the record. And, I, and you know this, Zach, so come on. I mean, you know that that's what happened, but it just— No, hold up, hold up. What do you mean, I know what happened? I do know what happened. I was there, and optics does play a, a large role in a lot of things. Jeff, Jeff did know, Jeff would talk to you. He did know that uh, Dennis and I were ending the TWIP podcast. That was no surprise. 
Well, it just seemed like the, the rollout and, and his reaction and just how it was done. I just think even the user, right? So just even someone like me, I'll just speak for myself because I'll be very frank with you. I have not talked to Jeff directly. I've only seen what he's wrote, he's wrote on the on, on the on the thread. Um, so I'm just reacting to, to his own words. But I'll tell you from you know from my perspective and kind of listening on how it was done. I was just like, <laughs> what the hell's going on? And this whole thing being fueled by, you know, flipping out. Again, if, if you don't, again, if you don't see that connection, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, you got to see the, you have to step back and kind of smell the roses a little bit. Um, but I, I think it's, I think it's easy to say, I think it's the low hanging fruit, but it's hard to actually back up. That's, that's the only thing. So, yeah, I mean, I could say all kinds of outlandish shit and be like, well, I mean, it's pretty apparent to me. And then if somebody was like, yeah, but do you have any evidence that I do this? And I'd be like, well, well, no, but it's just a feel thing. And come on, a feel thing is strong. Like, you know, no, if every show was talking about flipping out, sure. If every stream was talking about flipping out, sure. Um, unfortunately, it's just not the case that what that is, is that's just building a narrative for your own sake. And that's what I think that's what you've done pretty successfully over the last couple of years. I want to go into uh, actually Zach, Zach, but uh, there's one, cause I, I, what I don't like, and, and you feel free to edit this too, but I'll tell you right now, I don't like you said, like, i just to be clear when you say that, um, I said that, uh, I don't have any evidence and it's a feeling. I didn't say that at all. In fact, I told you the evidence is your own speak. And I, I don't sit here. I don't have time but, to dedicate the poll. But Brian, I'm not on 10 different podcasts. That's what is, that's what TPN is comprised of 10 different podcasts. So if the majority is fueled from flipping out pinball, wouldn't evidence suggest that all 10 podcasts do nothing but promote and shill for flipping out pinball? Simple question. No, no, not no. at all. There's a, there's a power trip here too. So, so the, no, no, not at all. Because that, that'd be too, that'd be just too on the nose, Zach. I mean, look, you're not. <laughs> Just from this conversation, I can tell that some things do pass over your head and you'll go back and you'll revisit it and you'll realize it. But then on the flip side, there's some stuff that you know you're smart enough not to be so on the nose that every single show is going to promote flipping out because that's ridiculous. Okay, but the whole thing. Do we edit shows that are they're pulled into TPN? That would be a way that I could manipulate and control. I said, do do uh do we edit here at TPN? Do we edit the shows that come in and uh, and filter them and censor them and and make that because that would be an easy way for me to man manipulate flipping out being in there. We I can I can state that we do not as a pinball network committee filter censor anyone. That's number one. Number two is when I go to want something changed or want to add something to this network. I am merely one vote, Brian. I'm merely one vote listener. There have been plenty of things that I've tried to add to this network that get voted against. So again, I'm providing actual evidence uh, that I am not this evil Lord overseeing all of this stuff. I'm but one vote among right now. We've got one, two, three, four or five, I believe six committee members. Sure. But I, my whole point was maybe, maybe you didn't hear it correctly. My whole point was you don't edit other shows cause that's two on the nose. That'd be ridiculous. And you're not, then what do I do? Let's, let's hear what I do. But, but there's, there's a, there's a power play here, right? And this goes back to your other comment about how you're just so burned up and uh, regarding you know, how Canada uh, is number one. You, you want to have that control. You when did I get burned up about that? Well, you just again mentioned earlier request for more evidence. No, I, I just said I thought I thought you mentioned earlier that you were you were burned out about it, but 
the the point about how you have other shows on this network. You like controlling it, right? You like to control the fact. I love control of anything I work on. Sure. I know you do. No, of course. And that's why that, that's the other incentive for you. You would never, I mean, I don't think you would maybe, I don't, I don't think you would, I'm not saying you would, that you would edit something. Um, but there's no question that you have this network that's set up to promote your business and you have the control that you, <laughs> that's, that's a false statement. The, the one thing, you, well, I mean, I don't know. I just explained why, but then you, no, you didn't. I, you said that I had this network set up to create a, a business proposition for flipping out. If I did that, why would I have a network? I would just have a fucking podcast. Why have a whole network? Because it's a power trip. It's a power play because eventually, again, you want to have, and that's, that's really, you meant the comment in the beginning about how I, I, I did enjoy the, uh, straight down the middle, uh, setup, which again, I, I definitely did, but now you've taken it now for this control play, which I don't like. I don't like the control play. You want to have this control of, of having this entire network that's under you and that you have in these shows. You, you're obviously using it for for your own specific show. And I know you, you haven't edited, but your own specific show you've called out for flipping, flipping out. And you just know that the brand itself under the network is tied to it. If you ask someone on the street or you ask someone in this hobby who runs uh, Pinball Network, and they would say it's, it's, it's flipping out. I mean, come on, Zach, you know that. So that's not – I feel like we're spinning wheels. If, if you can't admit that, then sorry, we just have to move on because that's embarrassing. But that's just the fact of the matter. You know it. So it's a power trip and it's a promotion play. I would say the first thing when you clear, do you want me to make it? Well, it's I think it's crystal clear to the listeners because if you say final round pinball podcast with Martin Robbins and Jeff Tielis, what's the first thing you think about? I'm pretty sure they're not going to say flipping out pinball. When you say don't panic flip, or when you say Mr. Scoot on uh, on streaming, do you what's the first thing you think about? They're not going to say flipping out pinball. They probably won't say TPN either. I'm not even sure they'd say what is that to be honest. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm just telling you that it, it's Thanks. very clear. If you don't if you don't if you don't understand the pinball network's tied to flipping out, I, I mean, Zach, stop it. I feel like it's just you're wasting time. You're just wasting time. You're actually. Um, Worse off than I thought if you can't make that connection yourself. I mean, because obviously it's clear everybody else. I, I mean, Lo logic works better for me. That's why I stumble. Logic works better. Well, I, I just laid out logically, but if you want to ignore the logic, I, I don't know what to tell you. But I think we're, I don't know what else to say to you on that. I mean, you're just ignoring the, the clear logical steps. You also make suggestions that I am really frustrated and hurt on a daily basis that. Canada has a podcast. You said in January 2020, my guess is that you're so frustrated with Canada winning again. Zach likely has the numbers from being on the Twippy panel that they've decided to stop doing everything separate and just join forces to have one big podcast, which hopefully bumps up the total views. You went on to say in February 2020, people like uh, Greg Bone and Jason Fowler now unfortunately get shrapnel from it all as well. Yeah, I do feel bad for Greg. I do feel bad. I felt bad for Jason. I mean, again, I don't, I didn't know, I don't know him very well. Of course, I, I listened to his podcast when he had it. I, I thought he was in this game, or he was, he was doing this thing, just love the game. Um, and I, I do feel like he, he, uh, just based on what, it, what I heard, you know, from him directly, it seemed like he really took a lot of crap for the uh, the pinball network um, disaster. Because I mean, there's no question, it was an absolute disaster. What was the disaster again? Remind me. Oh, Zach, the layout, the rollout of the pinball network, like I said to you, just so I just articulated so well. I almost just want you to just, like I said, maybe read again on your own and just, just, just smile at the just amazing layout of how I describe it. I was, 
I was just, wow, I can't believe on, on a pinball form I was able to articulate that well. But just the layout and the execution and just misguided, it just was a mess. And I feel like, you know, the clearest example, too, of that is that two of your colleagues, I mean, you had, uh, you know, Jason and Greg just get so frustrated from all the visceral reaction because, of course, it was such a bad rollout. And I felt bad. I feel like they took it, you know, they, they, they took, it was a shrapnel. I felt bad for them. Um, and again, I, I like Greg. I, I think Greg does a, a great job. I, I um, you know, he does a great job on your show uh, when you guys do the videos together. So it was sad to see those two walk away because I think and I could be wrong here, but I thought Greg maybe left for about like four or five or six months. Like he didn't do videos. Um, and that was a shame because I like Greg. I think the, uh, what the listener is picking up on again here, I want to note is a continued narrative based on complete false statements and interpretations. Brian, you said that uh, basically Greg Bone and Jason Fowler bailed because of the shit show that was the rollout of TPN. Now, when you say failed, so, so hold on a second. So but the first statement you just made, again, I, I don't, here's what I, I don't appreciate. I don't like when you kind of ignore all the, like, just direct facts and, and explanations and say, like, oh, well, it's based on nothing, because you obviously, there's a ton of stuff in there, but you're ignoring it, but that's your prerogative, but that's what's happening. You said, quote, they unfortunately get shrapnel from it as well. I'm reading your quotes. Yeah, no, 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 that, that's true, but you, you just made a comment, and maybe I misheard you, but I thought you just made a comment saying that everything I, I mentioned, either in the forums or I'm talking about now, is based on fake news or false stuff. And that's not true. I just, I just outlined like verbatim, like six or seven things. You also mentioned that they failed. Greg and Jason didn't fail. Oh, I didn't say they failed. I said the, you said the big, the crap rollout of TPN is why they bailed. Oh, bailed. Okay. Cause I, I was like, I didn't, I didn't say they failed. Um, you said in February, 2020 that you tuned in and found out the other two folks I really liked and gave me hope with the direction criticism in the past are no longer in the network jason and the bone big surprise yeah why is it a big surprise uh, sarcastically why were you not surprised that they weren't part of the network that they that they exited because they have publicly said exactly why they exited that is what i consider listener fact so when, when i wrote that it was based on speculation as far as what was going on and i said look uh, it seemed like they were frustrated from, and in fact, they were frustrated. So I don't, I don't know what you're, I'm sorry. I missed it. They were frustrated from the feedback that they were getting because of slanderous statements that were incorrect. That's why they were frustrated. That's why they ultimately left because people were railing on them about accusations of shit that just wasn't true. It wasn't about a rollout of TPN. That was their idea as well. We were part of a group, but they were having fun in all of that. That's fact. Okay. I, I, I'm not, Again, maybe I need to repeat the question, but if you're saying, why did I write that Bone and and, uh, and Jason left not surprised? I, I wasn't surprised that they were frustrated and they left the network. Okay. So is that your point? I mean, that's what I, I mentioned. I mean, how much clearer do you want me to make it to you? I don't know if you want me to spoon feed it anymore. You were, you were accusing, no, you were, basically you were trying to make the story in the statement that they're getting shrapnel because of somebody else's problem, somebody else's mistake. Yeah, well, I, I also, the network and the, and the rollout of the network, right? The rollout of the network and how this thing was done resulted in frustration that Greg and Jason ended up having to endure as well. And in my opinion, 
there's no question that, and obviously opinion, I, I hate to say fact on this because I haven't talked to you directly, I just listen to you when you talk, that your idea, I think even Dennis mentioned it, your idea, yeah, I think he did, that you, you walked up or you asked Dennis or you asked folks, we should do this. I mean, your, was TPN not your idea? Let's start there, but make it real clear for you because you're someone that needs to be spoon-fed. So TP, TPN was a, a, gr- a group idea. So was, was TPN, whose idea was TPN to actually start? And don't uh, tell me you guys sat down in, in a room and all of a sudden you all thought at the same time because that's bullshit. No, it was something that uh, we've all had conversations about. Uh, so it was myself, Greg Bone, Ken Cromwell. Um, even to some extent, uh, we've, we talked with Jeff Patterson at some point. Uh, so all of us really great friends would always talk about Man, it would be fun to work together somehow. So, yeah, that's how it, that's how it started. The, the actual root of how TPN started, the actual idea saying we should bring it under one network. I, in fact, I think, I, I, again, I wish I had. The- I think that was a Ken Cromwell and myself. So you and Ken were sitting somewhere or you're on, you're on I don't know, Skype or on the phone. And at the same time, you both said, let's have a network. No, I mean, come on, Zach. I think I even heard you or someone there was an idea. I thought you were walking. I think even Dennis mentioned someone that you actually walked up and said, we want to do this. Do you want to join us? The idea of the network itself, having it under one umbrella, was that not your idea? It was you and you and Ken miraculously at the same time looked into each other's eyes and said network. And it happened. Is that what you're telling me? Because that's that's really that's a great story. Uh, absolutely. But you also you also can't. T- you also cannot tell me that Ken didn't come up to me and say, hey, we should do this. Again, it's a narrative. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You have, let's, but be, let's be truthful. The problem. Let's be truthful you, have right? zero, you have zero knowledge of any of it, but you're presenting as if you do. That's where our harm comes from. I'm asking you now, and I'm, I'm, you're either dodging the question or you're giving a ridiculous. Absolutely. Ken, Ken Cromwell and I had the idea to do this. We've also discussed this idea with Greg Bone in the past, with Jason Fowler in the past. Everybody, uh, yeah, we're friends. We talk about all kinds of shit. I asking about discussing. I didn't ask who discussed it. I said, who thought of it? And you're telling me, is the final answer? Because I think this is funny. This is actually really good. Uh, this is not a novel idea. This is something that all different media entities have. Uh, this whole network thing, uh, uh, turn on the fucking TV. You'll see HBO. You'll see Netflix. You'll see, this isn't new. This isn't groundbreaking. Yeah, but my question was the pinball network. Whose idea was it? And I think your final answer, which I think is really funny, I'll give you a chance to maybe rethink this. Is your final answer that you and Ken thought about it exactly the same time? Or I think you revised it. Was it Ken's? Is your answer that it was Ken's idea? So Ken was the one with the idea and came to you? No, the actual factual answer is Ken and I thought this would be fun. Uh, We've discussed this with friends before, all working together to some capacity. Then when we presented it to other people, that's when actual ideas and, and teamwork started started happening. Everything you mentioned was a pivot. As so, we're so looking, I, again, I'll leave it no, there. We're looking a year and a half. We're looking a year and a half after it. No, the only thing comical is your lack of anything evidential. That's that's what's comical here. Your emotion to drive a story. I'm glad you pointed uh, that out with you and Ken. So, so a year and a half later, is, is TPN horrible? Are we this big, mean beast that's harming people? No, no, and like I said to you even earlier in this call, I think that my, my feedback to you is calling it out like it is. And I think sometimes you're in like a fairyland. But you're calling it out like it's not. <laughs> I, I just asked you, you obviously couldn't give the right answer, which is you. You know that for sure. And you're going to actually say that you and Ken 
talked about it at the same exact time. You know that doesn't work. I mean, that's not even uh, a reality. And I think everyone knows and sees it. And that's exactly my point about you. Mm. Just just be straight and just say, hey, it was my idea. I talked to Ken real quick. He said, Ken's like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then we talked to the rest of the folks. You discussed it. Yeah, of course you discussed it. Who doesn't discuss it with other people? It wasn't my question. It was a clear pivot. And that's that's fine. But I just I, I, I just be more direct and just say, yeah, it was my idea. And I would say, okay, fine. It's your idea. Okay, cool. So TPN, go ahead. No, no, no sorry. You go. T, so TPN crawled under your panties enough. But then in December 2020, we get the Crystals announcement. Your response to the Crystals announcement. And, and listener, this is this is public. They're, he is publicly putting this out here. He said, quote, this is just so dumb. It seems like a play to just get more control back now that the Twippies is not part of the network. Why not just admit that? Fuck this entire thing. So stupid. I can't wait to hear about how their feelings were hurt after just trying to do a good thing for the industry. Always the victim. I will not support this garbage. And I'll encourage others who see what's really going on here. Oh, this fucking conspiracy. To do the same. Twip does a great job. Works hard. But fuck them. Let's start our own show to compete directly under the network. Wow. Dick move. Why not just partner together? And then you go on this tirade about why Canada's better, why he's more popular, why people are drinking the distributor Kool-Aid, you say. But this is all off the, off the cuff, off the hip. You're just trying to help me, and I'm the irrational one. Yeah, I actually wrote out. So, so Greg reached out to me privately, and I, I talked to Greg about it too and, and gave some additional feedback because th- here's the thing with this, and this, this really – and I'm not even someone that does a lot of cursing at all, and you could tell. I just – I was blown away by the complete arrogance of you to come in and say that of me, nobody else, just me. <laughs> well, because you, you, Zach, who opened the thread up? Who was the thread opening? Uh, who, whose thread is that? Just read the username. I believe that out of our committee members, I'm the only one that utilizes pin side. So likely me. Zach, Zach, again, another pivot. Here's your MO. I love it. You won't answer the question directly when you know you're wrong. I opened the thread. That's a fact. Yeah. Zach, 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 let me help you out. What's wrong with opening a thread? You've opened up fucking 800. You already gone to the next question because you're defensive. Let me help you. Let me help you here. The answer is, what was my question, Zach? Who opened the thread? Here's the answer. The answer is Z-many, right? But you don't do that. You know why? Because you're anticipating the next question because you know you're wrong. So you're like, oh man, I'm mean, just answer the question. I'm just trying to rush through this narrative. Just, well, I would want to rush through if I was you too, but let's just slowly talk through this, right? So it is a narrative, yeah. So here's the thing. The fact that you guys, and I'll, I'll say when you when you opened this thread and you were saying that you need to have a separate award show for what we have right now, which the smallest, and I, again, I mentioned this earlier, a lot of people think that it's very popular. It's not popular. It's not popular. But pinball is so small, okay? And you're telling me that you now need to create another award show. Need is a strong word. Well, well, why'd you do it? You obviously create it. So you much we need it. Want. <clears throat> well, you want it because you want the power. That's fine. But the, the community, as they responded, didn't think they want. They, they, they thought you need it because you obviously thought that another war show was necessary. So you actually create not one for the people to vote on. This is the real. I just That's already been done. Yeah. Already helped create that. Um, which, which, again, we'll go back. I think I, well, I'll, I'll say this afterwards, but. You actually designed this, again, back to the power play trip that you have, to drive and to dictate 
Who, who wins these awards? I, I, I know. No, I'm talking uh, about just. I'm talking uh, about you, right? Which uh, is obviously associated with flipping out. So you make the connection okay. there, uh, right? Uh, so you're going to take the people out of it, and you're going to anoint yourself, or sorry, you're going to point yourself as. And, and I know you're going to say, "Well, it's a group thing." Okay, great. You've actually. <laughs> I'm the only one that votes now. <laughs> the Oscar voting, and you're going to decide who wins. I, I just this was unbelievable to me. This was the ultimate power trip for, for Zach Many. I just was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, and, and listener, real quick, as he's putting this false narrative out there, the evidence, the ev- if we're talking again, evidence, because it's so funny now, day, today's age, that fact, for some reason, is fucking hilarious. But actual <laughs> fact shows that I didn't even vote in the things. How, how does that help your narrative, though? Shit, that doesn't help, does it? I didn't vote. So how could I be arrogant to pick the winner if I didn't vote? Zach, number one, I don't know who voted mm. on that because you guys control it. So how do you know that's even true besides you just taking your word for it? But number two, you the actually best. set this whole thing up. You set the whole thing up to then have this private uh, voting considerations for games when what are we doing? Like this is it's 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 the whole spirit of what's going on it's like you add all this stuff together you have tpn trying to control the narrative and trying to control podcasts you have this second award show which nobody nobody besides you and maybe whoever else in tpn wanted okay no one said oh man you know what we need let me ask you a question so i only create when i know that people need something hold on a second zach tell me the last time you heard on pinside that we needed a second award show did you ever hear that before from the people? Because I know you're such a people person. You do it for the people. Tell me, tell me when you heard that or when you read that on Pinside. I'm, I'm curious. I can, I can, I didn't do my research on that, but I have uh, probably a handful, handful of, handful of uh, circumstances where people said it'd be interesting to have an actual like a like a Critics Choice Award because every other fucking industry has that. Yeah, I've read that many times. What's your point? <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. You read that people want to have an Oscar-like award show on top of the first award show. But your first answer was the best. No. You said you didn't do the research on it. I like that. No, I didn't do the research on the question you were asking because you're just now asking it. <laughs> but you've done research and everything else. I, I, yeah. I, as I've documented direct quotes this entire time, yes, I do. Uh, well, that's my, that's my point. My point is that you don't have that information readily available. That Because I'll tell you why I don't have it available because no one's asked for it. No one said I want to have a second award show. My question. And it, it was, and even if they didn't, who cares? Who gives a shit what we create? Why does anybody care? Let me remind you, because you said so articulately, you said people wanted it. Yeah, you asked that question. I can show you evidence of that. And even if they didn't want it, let's say that nobody asked for it. My point is to go further. Even if they didn't ask for it, Brian, why does it matter? Who are we hurting? Who are we hurting? We're just having fun. Why does it matter? So, so I'll, I'll celebrating pinball is a bad thing. No, I'll explain to you that, but I want to go back to the other question about the, when you mentioned wanting and, and you know, nobody wanted so that that's clear, but as far as who you're hurting, it's, it's a reaction to, you don't know that nobody didn't want that. I just asked you, I said, it's like, like saying, I know that lady over there doesn't want a cheeseburger. Now, how the fuck do you know that? Well, she didn't scream it to me. Well, she didn't have to fucking tell you if she wants a cheeseburger, just a, maybe she wants a cheeseburger. She's just not telling you she wants a cheeseburger. That is, that is again, logic one oh one there. That is a narrative push. That's all that is. And do you know why? Do you know why I asked the question? Do you know why I just asked the question about have you ever read anyone wanting a second award show? That's exactly why I asked that question because I knew you would say, "Well, geez, how do I know?" I just asked you. 
and you read Pinside, you're on there all day long. You've never seen anyone ask that I want another pin, uh, pinball award show, and you know that. So you can yes. give it, and that's great. No, they have. That is a fact as well. Add another one to my side. But anyway, as far as why uh, are you hurting people, you know, again, I, hopefully you pulled Jeff's uh, response to this thing in that thread. Um, but, you know, he was completely blindsided. Like, what the hell? Was he? Do you have evidence that he was completely blindsided? He wrote, he wrote in that thread. Oh, just because he writes says so, just because he writes something, it's correct. But if I write something, there's an agenda attached. I, I think that's a fair statement. Everything, everything that you write down, I list. I, I'm, I'm. That's my whole point. I'm, I'm repeating. You ask for evidence. I'm saying it's what you write, Zach. It's what you say, and you go, oh, 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 okay, yeah. And just I'm being consistent. And just what Jeff said, he actually said he was blindsided. So I thought that was a D move. And that's why I reacted to it. I'm actually reading from his own words. So that's another. Point. How is he supposed? Uh, explain to me the process of to why Jeff Patterson has to. What 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 does Jeff ha- Patterson have to do with uh, industry awards at the Crystals? You asked me. You said well, you're not hurting anybody. You, you know this is again, this, and this is why I mentioned that thread. I said I'm waiting for you to say that you're the you're the victim again because you love to do this. You go. I'm just trying to help the hot. When somebody puts me out as a as a guilty party, and I am merely not, it's hard not to. Meanwhile, Jeff is like, these guys completely blindsided me. And you're going, I'm such a good person. We're just trying to help everybody. I'm always the victim, guys. Bye, bye, bye. How did I blindside him? How did, how did we blindside him? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. Read Jeff's, read Jeff's text. So I, take a, a, a second to read his message, and then you get back. So the pinball network needs to run everything by a Jeff Patterson or Gary Stern. Like, do we have to run everything by, by everybody before? Zach, 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 you got to watch. You might want to edit that part out because you got to watch what you say about Stern, right? Why is that? Come on. Because <laughs> I don't know if they can give you as many toppers as you want to sell. I don't know. You got to watch your tongue there. They limit me on toppers, unfortunately. That's a shame. You you asked me what's the harm, and I just explained to you very very articulately what happened there. And I know you're going to say oh. that it hurt Jeff Patterson's feelings. No, I'm just saying that you, you you make it seem like that you're just you're always the victim, and you're doing it now, which is perfect. Thank you for doing that. I, I mean, thank you for continuing to show lack of tact or any evidence and uh, to everybody listening. You'd, I can you do that ignore, too. Well, you can, I'll, I'll let the listener, this has been an absolute disaster for you. This part. I mean, well, actually <laughs> I'll let the listener and hear and exactly what you said and your pivoting answers and the threads and the text and everything else that's in there and they'll make that decision. But I mean, there's no question if you want to ignore what I've been saying to you and you want to ignore the facts which are actually documented. That's, that's fine. But Zach, that's your call, buddy. That's all. Okay. But so, can, I, can I tell you something? So the pinball industry awards were a bad, bad thing, hurt the industry overall. Is that, is that right? What, what, what I think thrown together haphazardly. No, what needs to happen because again, right. It's some of all parts here as far as talent. And I told you this in the beginning, I'll tell you again, that I think that you and you and uh, Greg, which is why I continue to watch videos straight down the middle from time to time uh, because I do like the chemistry between the two of you. And I do think that, you know, I kind of step back and just kind of just look at it as is as far as a review for pinball machine, which is hard to do these days, but there is talent there, Zach. And I told you this, and I'll tell you again, that why are we not combining all the talent we have in this small 
molecule of a hobby that we have, which is mm-hmm. so tiny, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Why are we competing against each other? Why are we not working together? If you want to help this hobby and you Great want to question. be the best person, why don't we combine and help each other? Why are we separating? What is what, That would be my question to you. Okay. My, my uh, response would be, why do you assume that I'm not making every attempt to do that? Why are you assuming that it is me because there's no working together? Have you asked other parties involved? Sure, because I'll, I'll answer that. Because you created a second show now, and the mm. person that has the original show. Who? Okay, the person that who created the original show. You, you didn't. You didn't pull this one. Who created the original show? You don't have the. It's under the the, the uh, uh, twip. Uh, uh, name so obviously Jeff it's Jeff show now you'll say well oh, oh that's right only one person rules if it's under the that's right yeah. you'll say you'll say that Greg and you designed the show under under twip and, and look that's I'm not saying that I'm not discrediting that in fact I, I, I'm sure that you know you guys uh, brought a lot of horsepower to that show no question about it but at the end of the day that's a twip show and you're saying now that how do I know that you're the the reason well Zach you're the one I'm sorry who created a competing show or competing show sorry to this so i'm saying to you now directly why don't you work together why don't you because i I think it could be a great show combined for this dumb little hobby that we have where like it's a great hobby but it's so small and i say i say dumb because people take this hobby so serious and you're like hold on a second we have two award show guys we're not even big enough let's have one great award show versus two award show that are so poor right why are we not doing that why don't we work together more that's my so that's my question. So what is the answer besides having another question? I'm curious. I think you already, I think you already know the answer without having any basis for that. Okay. And again, another, why, why, why are, so why don't you answer questions? If you, if you know, when you ask me questions, I know the listeners will agree. I've answered questions directly with a real, because why answer questions to, to someone who already has a preconceived idea as to what they want to spin it as? Zach, what I'm hearing here is that you thought, you know, when we talk here, there'll be some clear solution on your side. You're getting buried on this call, and now you're just gonna, just gonna what? Put your hands down and quit. Getting I'm asking you a real question. Buried. I'm, I'm asking you a real question, and I'm, I'm wondering why you're not giving any answers. You're gonna say, well, the person I'm speaking to has, you know, already these, uh, you know, these conclusions. Stop. Don't, don't quit, Zach. I don't like quit. Ask your, ask your question. I'll be fair. Ask your question. I, I was hoping that you would, you would answer the question. It's a very simple question. I don't like quitters. I, I know you're better than that. So the question is that. When have I quit anything? I, I, I'm, I don't want you to quit. And you sound like you're quitting. I'm a fighter, baby. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it going here. So, so why don't you guys work together? And why don't you bring the best award show for this little hobby of ours? Why, why don't you do that? Why? So you're, you're thinking, uh, just before I answer incorrectly, you're thinking, oh create an award show that, in, that incorporates I'm, I'm critics sorry, I'm and trying to ask questions. It's so hard. no, just be decent and bear with me then. If I have a follow-up, that's all. Okay. So you're asking why I don't want to work together to create an award show that is voted on by people in pinball as well as critics. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying one combined show. Now, whether you want to say it's, it has to be people. Listen, I, I'd be very disappointed if the one award show we have is is uh, is critic driven. That's crazy. And, and I- oh yeah, Paul's right there. Then, so you're saying, Zach, you helped create a Critics Choice Award. Why wouldn't you just bail on that entirely and go back to the People's Choice? That's, That's my question. No, in fact, the question I asked you 
which you've pivoted and why don't you work together why don't you work together that's what you asked now four times and i think i'm speaking english last time i checked I- my point is they're different how are you going to work together on something that's different that doesn't make sense to me so, but 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 you created uh, to your to your earlier point you're saying you and greg essentially created twippies right that's what you- and jeff and jeff and now and now you're going to bail it because you think it's a bad platform is that what you're saying now I fully support the Twippies. I love the Twippies. Watch the Twippies. What? No, absolutely not. I've done nothing but praise the Twippies. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing two answers. Yeah. Well, how are you? You're just saying that. I clearly support the Twippies. It's it's my baby. I still consider Twippies like my baby. It's part of my family. This is different. And and to answer your question uh, that you have zero knowledge of, the reason we don't work together, I, I don't know. I. We have all talked about ways to work together, so I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. Don't know the answer. Well, it's, it's, it, I think it's disappointing to hear that because, you know, as, as oh, what, what's 2,000 times 14 million? I don't know. Well, uh, how dare you not know? If I go, how do I don't know, dude? I don't know why he doesn't want to work with me. I don't know. Your, your question was a ridiculous math equation, and mine was a simple. Why wouldn't we have one pinball show in a very small hobby and you designed in your in your mind the, 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 the pinball show to begin with and you're going to tell me you don't know? That never crossed your mind? That never crossed your mind to have one pinball show and work together? Absolutely. That's why I tr- I've made attempts. <laughs> I don't know why. Does it take two people to dance? Yes. I don't know why. I, I don't know the other side. Like I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why, why you're making me pull it out of you, but if, if I have to then, if I can just kind of listen to your sixth answer to the same question... It sounds like two people to dance. Now you're kind of pivoting towards maybe it's Jeff's problem. Are you saying that Jeff is the reason why you guys don't have a combined show? Because now it's getting somewhat interesting, Jack. So tell me, what do you think? No, I I talked to Jeff and there is uh, interest his way to go one direction, interest my way to go another direction. Thus, two different award shows. If we could work together, that would be great. I've reached out to Jeff um, not too long ago to see if there's still any way that to be part of the Twippies and stuff. So... Um, I don't, I, at this time there is, there's not interest in that on his part. And I respect that. I don't know what else to say. Like you want it to be a me thing, but it's, it's a nobody thing. It's just, it, it is what it is. It's a question. It's a question I asked and I feel like now we're getting more of an answer because the last one you gave me was you don't know. It never crossed your mind or something. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why we're not working together. Okay. Well, my suggestion to you is. And I think the hobby, the hobbyists here would agree because we're looking for, because again, I will say this, you bring talent and Greg brings talent. There's talent there to be had. And folks like myself, other people that love this hobby, let's have one pitball show. I mean, it's just, it's just such a clear solution. If we're spending all this time, like look at the views you have on your, on your pitball show. I mean, the views, it's a joke. Okay. So like, well, hold up. What's a joke? What's a joke? Well, let's have one show. Let's have one show instead. I'd like to address what the joke of my views is regarding what entity again? I'm saying your pinball, that award show, my point is you could have much more. That if you have one combined show, I think that is, I don't think I know, it's the ideal solution. So that that's my... I just want to know what the joke was. The numbers were joke. What what are you referencing? The numbers, I mean, my point is if you look at the numbers on that, and even, even Twippies is kind of low, but if you look at the numbers on your show, which is your the award show... Are you, were you happy, Zach, with those numbers? 
A first year show, absolutely. We had a, we have great exposure. We had great feedback. Uh, it was bigger than the first year we did Twippies. So yeah, like th- there's no standards to really measure it by, no comps, if you will. But given what loose comps we did have, it surpassed even that. Absolutely, we were happy with that. It was a clean program. It was awesome. The quality was high. We had a shitload of people participate, even kind of outside of pinballish. Yeah, I don't know what was so funny about the numbers. The question was the numbers, and that was it. I, you, you like to add in things that like no one even – I didn't ask about that. Just, well, then prove it to me, Brian. What numbers were a joke? Why were they a joke? I'm looking, looking at the numbers as far as how many views you got on that show. Compared to what? Happy, were you happy with that? You called them a joke compared to what? Were you happy with that? You call them a joke. And why are they a joke? What basis do you have for them being a joke? Uh, I don't know. Just look at the rest of the viewership on other, I don't know, videos that are out there, potentially exposure. And I'm wondering, did having a second award show cause it to be lower? Do you think the numbers of the Twippies were a joke? I think the numbers of the Twippies were, were low as well. But I also, I try to counteract like. But, but they weren't jokey, not too jokey on those numbers. I can tell, I can tell, and this is what's great about you, Zach. I can tell because you're soft. There's a sensitivity you really, I can tell it really got to you. Your numbers are low and you know it. My point is. (laughs) You have no fucking evidence. Here's what I get soft about. I'm, I'm, I get soft about bullshit fucking people who state shit. That's not facts. It's not facts. Two plus two is four, Brian. I have I get salty if people say two plus three is four. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's a trigger for me. Go to YouTube and check out the check out the hits. That's a fact. I don't know to tell you. What is the point? Is ha- give me some basis, dude. You you are looking ridiculous. Just give me what your basis is on all of these statements. I don't. And I'm animated, baby. I'm always going to be animated. Oh, no, no, I, no, no, no. This one, this it's one. It's ludicrous to me. This one I can I, tell. I, this one. I'll never understand it. I, I want you to breathe in, and I want you to breathe out, and then I want you to take your finger. Oh, fuck this guy. And I want you to go to your show. This guy's fucking ridiculous. Yep. Okay, and then I want you to answer the question. Look at the numbers. Have you seen the Canadian numbers? <laughs> oh, they they wiped the floor. Oh, that was Zach. Zach, you gotta be. You gotta tell me. Like that has to be just eye opening. The slaughter, the slaughter of podcast numbers comparison. I, I, I'm surprised they even released it. It was embarrassing, but I, I mean, <laughs> you are the fucking trouble. You should see. It. I'm embarrassed. You should see it. How much they wiped them up. Oh my God! I feel like I'm talking to a former you president. Love, you go, oh, fake news! Look at the facts. Those are the numbers. I mean, those are the numbers. I've been. You haven't reported one fucking fact. What? Five thousand views? What? What's wrong with that? Oh boy! Please explain to me, Zach. Zach, I have a. Uh, I have a video. Fifty-one seventy-eight by now. I showed Zach. Hold on for a second. Let me just tell you some more facts. On breathe in because you, you you're losing a little. I'm waiting for one, Brian. Video. I have a video where I show folks how to um, essentially construct an arcade machine. Okay, that's got over like seventy-five thousand before I pulled it because it was getting ridiculous. So my point is this: before I pulled it, it was getting ridiculous. So popular. Oh, Zach, let's stay on track, buddy. I know you're you're getting a little lost here. But what is five thousand one hundred seventy-eight views got to do with anything in your dick measuring contest? Who cares how many views it's got? Five thousand views is good. 
What's wrong with my 5,000 views? Can we, okay, I'm, I'm happy that you're happy with 5,000 views. My point is let's make it a bigger show. Let's have one show we can actually have a great show with even, uh, you know, instead of splitting it. So I, I don't know. But let, let, let's also go because I feel like we're gonna- I'm going to the Twippies right now. They're at 4.5 thousand views. <laughs> not as bad the, the technically and fact based not as much but do you think do you, i'm not going to shit on those numbers <laughs> do you think there'll be more exposure with one show zach do you think there'll be do you think it'd be uh, more uh, uh i guess higher viewership if there was one combined show just curious I'd, without you going I'd, and pivoting i'd shift because the facts aren't right either yes of course yes i think so facts aren't zach i'm glad you read the facts they're five thousand i mean if you're happy with five thousand then I mean, I just told you I had an arcade machine I put together for 75,000 people, and that's a joke. So, my, my, my. I could fart in a trumpet and get a half a million. What's your fucking point? My point is this. My point is this. One show would be beneficial for what you, because I know you always want to play the good guy and, you know, you're trying to help everybody else out. It's clear, you know, what's going on. But one show. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like a fucking you know, let's go, let's, muddy window. It's fun, too. If you want to talk about numbers? You want to talk about numbers? Yeah, here's a statement you made. You said. Let's see, this was in, bu, 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 bum. oh, March 2021, you said, quote, and I think you're referencing the, tw- uh, were the Twippies? I don't know if the Twippies happened yet. You said, quote, did, I almost want to read it as, did you see the numbers? That was the best part. Canada wiped the floor with them. The most embarrassing is the pinball show on the network. So much effort put in, and they were almost fourth place. Canada smoked Super Pinball Podcast, and quite honestly, Pinball Network is not even in the same league numbers-wise. That has to sting if you're Zach. Ouch. <laughs> what, what an asshole, smart-ass fucking thing to put in there. Uh, again, no basis. He has no facts to support any of these claims. Well, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Hold on. What are my, what are our listener numbers for the pinball show? Then answer, answer. What are they? Answer. They're right. Where? Answer. They're on, they're on the, um, what's it called? I, I mean, the numbers I have right in front of me, they're on the uh, website. You know that they released the numbers. No, I'm talking about the numbers, the listens to our, the pinball show. Yeah. I'm talking about the numbers that they release as far as votes. Oh, as far as votes. Yeah. Oh, so okay. what are you talking about? You're talking about viewership. You're talking about, did you see the numbers? Zach, who Zach? Okay. This is, it's amazing how much spoon feeding needs to be done with you. Who watches? It's easy to make statements like that to belittle me, but I assure you, I am a competent, smart individual and I don't need to have you try to make me look like I'm an idiot. The only thing we have thus far is I have been supporting all of my claims based on facts and based on quotes. You have nothing but slander thus far. So I'm asking you, and even you brought up the stupid fucking award show numbers, and I hosed you on that shit too. So you can continue to act like I'm a baby, but I assure you, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Go on. Continue ignoring. You want to continue ignoring what I've been saying, and you want to continue pivoting. That's fine. I went over the numbers with you. Statement like that. YouTube. I asked you to. Well, because if you don't understand that viewership equals votes, that's embarrassing. If you're going to tell me that the people that voted for Canada's show don't listen to Canada's show, that's who said that. Who? No. Who said that? Who said that? I just told you. I said I'm talking about votes. You said, well, I I was talking about viewership, Zach. The two, in case you don't know, they are connected. Do you see it? They're connected. Again, with the baby talk, listen, dipshit. I, I know correlations. I know all of this stuff. Hey. 
That's a correlation is what you're referring to. Yes, I understand it. Just for the record, just a record. I'm not, uh, I'll be very front with you about this. I don't, I'm not calling you anything. I, I don't appreciate you saying that. So heads up. I'm just. My apologies for calling you that. You called me a snowflake. You've made several suggestions throughout this discussion that I'm ignorant and that I'm pompous, that I don't know what I'm talking about. So you can cry all you want about me calling you an idiot, but based on what you're presenting today, it, it's false narrative bullshit. Sorry. It's, it's very clear in what I've been saying. And, and I don't know, like, it's very clear. You were getting very defensive. I, I, I'm not getting defensive like that. I'm explaining to you. I get defensive when people say shit that's not true. Yes, always. And this is, why, this is why I tell you that you're soft, because you need to learn to be able to respond without being like that. Like, because it's, it's, it's embarrassing, right? So, like, I'm just. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate you letting me know what I need how to re- need to respond. I'm trying to keep the conversation to its its productive, and I'm I'm saying to you is that viewership, in case because you you seem like you didn't understand that you said I'm talking about viewership, and I said to you, okay, the votes, Zach, yes, equivalent to viewership. Yes. Now, would you not agree with that? Typically, yes. Well, typically, so you're going to caveat it. Uh, I caveat it. Yes, I have to because factually I cannot I cannot say that they one and one are related to listenership is related to votes. No. Okay, so, so how I voted for Canada don't actually listen at all to Canada. And well, what's their agenda? Nobody's leaped there. Dude, nobody leaped there. I'm saying if you take the top ten results, you are not necessarily going to go down and have the most listened to show be one, the second most two, the third most three. That's the statement you're making, and I cannot agree with that because that is not true. Okay. Do you not understand? This is where the blood pressure comes down, Zach. Because if you can hear me, I'm just talking, just like I've been talking the entire time. My point is that if you're saying that people that voted for Canada don't listen to the show, who said that? Nobody said that shit. Nobody said that. I would venture to say that Canada, Canada gets the most listens in pinball podcasting. I would, I would guess. I don't know that for sure. Nor am I going to put it out there like I do know that for sure. I do not. But I would, I would guess so. Okay, you're going to guess so. That's that's good that you're guessing that. Um, I, I, I'm, that's all I can fucking do, dude. How? What else can I do besides guess, Brian? Because it's called logic, and when you look at those numbers, it's called logic. When you look at those numbers, and you have someone that has that many votes, and then you have the pinball show, which was like, I don't even, it was like. We were proud of being in the top three. Which, which is fine. Which is, hey, listen. I, and we're I'm proud at, of our show. I listen, I listen, I listen to your show. And this is, this is my whole point. You try to make a big thing. I listen to your show, but at the end of the day, facts are facts. Buffalo Pinball, which by the way, they do a great podcast as well. Buffalo Pinball. Yeah, I listen as well, yeah. I love those guys. I love Nick and you know, I, I just, but you're shitting on me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love those guys, but at the end of the day, I'm talking facts based on numbers and that's what it is. It is what it is. Zach. There's nothing to argue here. I don't know what the point is. Like you got smashed by Canada. Simple as that. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like, it's like, you know, you ask me, I'm looking outside sunny and I go, Zach, it's sunny. You go, Oh my God. I can't believe you said it was sunny. Pinball network is not even in the same league numbers wise. That's well, Zach, would you not agree? Would you not agree? You have the numbers. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that statement means. You don't know what that statement means? Okay. No, I don't. Why? And you- because based on votes, Twippy votes, is that the basis for uh, success? You, you, <laughs> is, the, is the basis of success Twippy votes? I mean, Zach, the whole... I don't think so. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like... You- I think people like you stumble on worrying about awards so much so that... You're worried about 
how many votes people get, who's win. And it doesn't ultimately matter. It's about celebrating pinball, which is a, a big reason why we created the industry awards. It's further celebration of pinball. But you're trying to make it into this grand scheme of things. No, I just, I, I just answer me this. Last thing, answer me to this. Answer, please answer me this. I've been answering every is question. There, I'd like for you to do the same. Is there any way, any way? Just be, be be neutral here, Brian. Is there any way that I enjoy pinball? That I am not trying to hose people or manipulate people? And that I'm a decent human being that doesn't, at the end of the day, really care as much about numbers and awards as I do the friendships and the relationships I have in pinball. Is there any way that that is possible? I'm answering the question. I'm not. I'm not doing what you do, and you don't answer the question directly. I'm actually answering the question. Clearly, I've always done throughout the call. Yeah, there's a part of you, like I said to you, even before this call began, we were doing the prep. There's a part of you, no question, that, and I said the foundation, I think it was even the beginning of this call, actually, the foundation, uh, we have a similar foundation of a love for pinball, okay? There's no question that I don't doubt the fact that you are in this hobby just, 100%, just, okay? There is that part, and that was what I called OG, straight down the middle. That was that was Zach, you know, that, that, that foundation, right? It's now... It's now been just layered upon layered upon layered with this agenda. But but there is a part, which is why I even talk to you. Why would I even waste my time here? It, that, that's why I even talk is there is a part that I relate to. And that's why I still listen. I still listen to your show sometimes. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, you're trying to paint this picture like I, I, you know, I would be rude to you and I'm definitely not. Or I would, I'm just. I only read half the statements here that I have noted and they are pretty egregious publicly they're pretty nasty they are slanderous and they're complete bullshit oh so yeah so it's hard for me not to feel like they're this is just kumbaya fucking y'all i'm sorry exactly well because there's definitely again there is feedback there's no question about direct feedback that you write and that i've trying to make me better Trying to make you better i i I am i mean but but see you you're you're it's your own inability that sensitivity that you have to actually, because you can tell. I am sensitive. I'll give you that. I am a sensitive person. Yes. I'm with you. I, I know that. I mean, there's no question, but I'm saying just if you listen and, and that's why I'm talking to you about this right now directly. I'm not and I'm this beginning about keyboard BS. I'm talking to you right now. Like that was kind of dumb. I'm right here. I'm talking. I thought it was a good idea. Keyboard commandos. But it's not because I'm talking to you and I have no problem. And nor would I have a problem if you Fine. were here if I was you in DR, I would stop by. Keyboard commando to well, asshole just, in the mic. Just, I mean, what do you want? No, I'm just That's saying. Better? Well, well, I think. I'll give you a trophy. You'll get the votes, the most votes. <laughs> no, no, there's a setup of like, I'm going to be behind a screen. No, no, no. Like, I would, I would talk to you about this in person. You know, I don't, I don't do a lot of shows, but I mean, I would tell you this in person. It's all, it's all to say, look, this is, what are we doing? We had, you know, we can do this, we do that. And it's because you have some talent. There's no question. I've already said this. Like, hosting the next award show would be fantastic. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. There's not a lot of news out of Jersey Jack this week, so I thought I would talk a little bit about a mod that has recently been developed for Guns N' Roses. A Pinside user, Cybervenom, had noticed that Balls end up on top of the left plastic quite frequently and then go straight down into the drain. He created a small, clear plastic wall that fit in really nicely to keep this from happening. 
Lots of users on Pinside were having this problem and swamped Cybervenom with requests for purchasing the mod. Once Cybervenom realized that he or she couldn't keep up with the requests, they contacted another pinball mod maker, the Pinball Monk. Apparently, Pin Monk will soon be making the mod, which just goes to show how quickly these things can be developed when there's a need. And you might remember that I talked about Scorbit integration with Jersey Jack Games a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it looks like they've got a new how-to video around how to use Scorbit Vision. The video explains how to set up scoreboards, leaderboards, combo boards, slideshows, and stream boards for those that are interested. For the Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Hello and welcome to the Pinball Show's Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, the Stern Army and the pinball world in general continues to patiently wait for Stern's next announcement for what their next cornerstone title will be. And with Star Wars Fan Day on May the 4th fast approaching, one would think that if the rumored Mandalorian was Stern's next game theme, this would be a marketer's dream day to announce that a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away was coming to a Stern distributor near you. This is the way. Mmm, patient you must be. Long you must wait and see for prize you do seek. Other than that, the 2021 Pin Clash qualifiers are now complete. This year, Pin Clash is using Stern Avengers Infinity Quest as their tournament game with our own Dr. John making it in at number 23 of 24 qualifying spots with an impressive 29 flips on the Battle Royale Challenge Mode. So good luck to our fearless Dr. John as I believe he goes up against the world's number one player in Raymond Davidson as they advance to level two. That's all for this week for the Pinball Show. I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hey, this is Kaz with a quick American Pinball update. I reached out to a couple team members there. I messaged with Dave Brennan at Tech Support. He's celebrating his one-year anniversary at American Pinball. He said that he's working hard to finalize everything for the next game. He also recently had a customer who had issues with magnetized balls. He said to make sure you're not using the chrome balls, you need to be using the carbon steel balls. And I also reached out to programmer Joe Schober. He said that although things have been pretty quiet lately, they've been working really hard on the future titles and hope that we see exciting things very soon. I hope everybody has a great week and has fun playing pinball. For the Pinball Show, this is Brian Costner. Hello and welcome to this week's SHIT update with Dr. John on the Pinball Show. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. This week it's all about fathom in the world of pinball and in my update. I'm lucky enough to be able to have spent some time with Martin Robbins talking about the 2.0 upgraded rule set for the upcoming Fathom release. Uh, thanks for having me on. My first time on TPS, so that's a, a big deal for me, and first time really on the other side of the microphone, which is also quite interesting. Um, so yeah, so look, uh, the 2.0 code, it's, it's pretty exciting for me. First of all, Fathom is one of my all-time favourite games. And I actually like the original rule set as well. I know sort of people say that it's it's a bit shallow, obviously, of the time, uh, but it's also quite brutal. 
So with the the 2.0 code, what we decided to do was tell a new story because we've now got a, a ball save, obviously via an auto plunge. There's a lot more that we can do. So we wanted to tell a story. We've set the scene that you know you've you've come back 40 years later. You are the daughter of the original diver that went missing, obviously killed by mermaids. Let's you know, oh. no, no big secret. Spoiler alert, everyone. Or sirens, as Dennis or Zach said. <laughs> Zach said so. They're mermaids. <laughs> Zach, mermaids. So there's that. Um, and so the idea is that uh, you're obviously you you've dived. You're trying to work out what's happening, uh, and the first thing that happens is you're faced with mermaids. And how we've done this is effectively mermaid and battles, which you would you could call them modes effectively. And then we've got mermaid multi ball, and we've got lagoon multi ball. Think of battles and mermaid, everything green. So that happens in the right scoop. Lagoon and anything associated with the lagoon is blue and will be the top right scoop via the left orbit. There are four artifacts that you need to obtain to get to the final wizard mode. And they are obtained by defeating the mermaid queen, by completing mermaid multiball, by completing lagoon multiball, and by completing the playfield super jackpot which is obtained by a series of how many drop targets you, you banks you get down how many lanes you get down pops and spinners etc that will then light the super jackpot for you to be able to obtain so i mean in the original rules of course it was all about the holes and the inline drop so you're going to utilize that left drop bank target and the three in the middle more that's correct yeah, so to, to light Lagoon Multiball, effectively, you've got to knock down a series of blue targets, either via the left bank or the top inline drops as well. Uh, but those uh, smart drops really come into play during multiballs and mermaid battles. Mm, intriguing. Wizard mode, mini wizard mode. So, yeah, so the mermaid treasure is the wizard mode. Wow. Um, we don't want to obviously give too much away when we're people oh, no. to, to play play the game yep. but but think of it as a lot of these battles and the, the battles the mermaid battles think of them as a fighting mechanic you've got health they've got health you've got to be able to get them before time runs out uh, if you do defeat a mermaid mermaiden you then have a cave escape hurry up there are four different ways you've got to escape back to the boat because once you've defeated them they, they alert the mermaids and they're all coming to get you so you've got to get back to that boat uh so there are four different hurry ups as well cool the trend with uh wizard mode do you end the game at the end of wizard mode or do you restart like lord of the rings what did you decide well i mean i think if you end the game that's it and there's nothing more to do. So it does loop back to the start. Okay, more Lord of the Rings than uh, TNA. Yes, correct. The animations? Have yes. you seen the animations? Are they I, still I have. being worked on? They are absolutely still being worked on. The, the framework for the code is in already. We are doing a lot of game testing at the moment. Uh, balancing is really important. Choreography is really important as well. Some stacking rules that we're putting in place as well. But yeah, animations are currently being worked on at the moment. Music is, is almost all done. We've still got a couple of extra tracks to do. And we've also hired professional voice actors. Oh. So people that have actually been on the big screen and, and the little screen as well to do the call outs. So because it is story driven and because it's the kind of game where you really just want to be looking at the play field, I want the game to be telling you what to do 
as you're doing it. I mean, you've, you've also got the two screens in the LCD, which will guide you as well. But I really want the, the game to be telling you what to do as you're doing it. Aussie twang, neutral accent, US, pirate. What sort of accents have we got? All of that. <laughs> They're international mer people. Well, again, because, because we've actually you know, employed these really, really good voice actors, they are known for doing world accents around the world. And the two screens, yes, both involved in displaying animation. One showing score, one showing animation. How's the balance with the two screens? Yeah, so so you're right. So the right hand side really is the the general information you need to know about the game. What ball you're on, what player is up, what score you've got, what the value of a jackpot is. On the left screen, that's really telling you the progress of the game. How many mermaidens you've defeated? What's your progress on? the Playfield Super Jackpot and where you are with the Mermaid and Lagoon Multiballs. And selection of old rules is at the start via Flipper Press, I assume? Yet to be determined. I mean, that, that's sort of, sort of I, me personally, I would like it to, to, to have the option. Either you can select it via the, the menu in the game. So it either starts with the old rules or the new, or to have a screen that comes up and says, what would you like to play? Flip left for original, flip right for 2.0. I'm looking forward to it and the new factory. I yes. hope Damien continues to work hard in Billiard. But, uh, yeah, we'll get some more details as time goes on. And I've been told sales are going very well. That's all I'm privileged to do. <laughs> yes. And he recommends we've got two weeks left to get your orders in uh, for the Mermaid Limited Edition. It's uh, the clan members have had their dibs and now it's out to the public. But I do recommend if you want it, get your order in soon. That's all Damien will say. Did you right. order one? I may have number one on order. Oh, okay. <laughs> exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Got to match the kills. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. All right, Mark, thank you for your time. No worries. Thanks, everyone. Thanks there for your yeah. support. So that's it for this week. But remember, like Sebastian says, things are better down there when it's wetter. See you next week. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Always great hearing from those correspondents. We've got some news, enough bickering between you and I. Let's talk some pinball, which we all love, I think, right? Let's do it, yeah. So Stern Pinball's in the news. On the Pinball Show interviews, Matt Morrison talked with John Rothamel, um, Director of Mechanical Engineering at Stern Pinball. He's been there for the last 20 years or so. And uh, I don't know if you guys, listeners, have been able to listen to this episode but it was super fun because nobody ever talks to John and he's, I mean, he runs the entire mechanical engineering and we know that this hobby is turning so much on the engineering and mech side. So it was fun listening to him. He first started on T3 with Steve Ritchie, which he called a baptism by fire. Working with Steve can be challenging at times, he said, but they've become great friends. Um, you've heard that, uh, at times Richie's a passionate fella. Yeah. Richie's, uh, He's definitely an interesting guy. Um, I kind of just paused for a second, though, Zach, because I think what you mentioned is pretty interesting to begin with, which is this industry is turning so much to mechs and then magic. Mm-hmm. And I would almost completely disagree and well, say it, that, yeah, yeah th- I, I, do you think that's really, really kind of gets your input? Is, do you think it's really the case? You look around at all the new games we have. I feel like this industry is focusing more on lights and the LCD screen. Yeah, you're you're completely right. Mechanical components. So I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on that. The hobbyists want it to be mechs and magic, but yes, it is turning into themes. Sell 
light shows, um, sell uh, themes. It's themes. Let's not joke ourselves. It's themes. It's important. There's no question that themes brings it to the table. I, I'm just, I'm interested. I'm happy to hear that poor John's getting some, some spotlight because in fact, we need that type of infusion to the industry. We need the mechs. We need the more focus on that. I just don't know how interested companies would be to do that considering they're selling like hotcakes. They're mm-hmm. giving us less. They're asking for more and they're still winning. So I'm kind of curious. What do you think? What do you think the incentive is for companies to incorporate more Mexac? What do you think that incentive is though? It would be difficult to have a lot of incentive when numbers don't lie. Uh, I mean, if we're, if we're selling games and they're based on theme alone and that's kind of the, the big factor um, when selling games, then it's hard to, it's hard to wrap all that money and effort into mechs. That's why you see some of these uh, like American pinball with their non-licensed titles. You see them pretty heavy with some mechs throwing a ball up the play field, et cetera. But yeah, I mean, there's no arguing that themes are what sells in 2021. Yeah, I do agree with you there. That uh, that definitely is a selling point. What's interesting is American pinball, pinball, which is struggling so much. I do agree that they they try, or they have tried to put in some mechs. They just salted so much with the theme. It's like, why doesn't that company Zach get it at this point? Why, <laughs> why why don't I mean you talked to them? I think last time I <sighs> I've spoke with them. Yeah, at length. Can you can you next time we talk to them? Just have you sat down and say, hey guys. I love what you're doing. I'm a distributor. I want you to succeed. Here's how you succeed. It's very simple. Let's not overcomplicate. I would take a look at that, that whiteboard. I'd race everything. Erase everything. Yep. We've, we've had that conversation. Good. Yes. I'm so Absolutely. glad to hear that because it's such a simple solution. It is such a simple solution to make money in pinball. But look what happened though. They went to, they went to uh, hot wheels, which is a licensed title, but then they pulled all of the, the mechs and, and stuff that they typically put in the, into their machine. I would argue though, Hot Wheels is also uh, a somewhat of a lukewarm theme. Agree completely. Yeah, I, I think if they really were to nail the theme, Rick and Morty, you know, nail the theme. Wonka mm-hmm. to me is a, an amazing theme, but I think you and I are the only crazy people that love Wonka that much. <laughs> they just don't understand. They don't. They're crazy. Wonka is probably one of the best themes for pinball, period. They just need to nail the theme. Just get a licensed theme, preferably from the 80s, and build from there, and they will succeed. Because they manufacture very well. Mm-hmm. They are right. on top of it. You get quality. People know their quality. And then I'm hearing from you, they're going to have a non-IP, or they're going to have a, a custom theme, whatever the hell it is. Why? Why would they have the next game be a, uh, another one of these, you know, Oktoberfests? I mean, unless I'm, I misheard you. I, I, I guess because it was already done. I know, but you know what? You got to cut your losses. You got to say, listen, guys, our name is so tarnished right now. We, we, we really need some help because the Hot Wheels, that thing didn't sell well. We need a winner. Let's look at the catalog and let's push forward with the winner. You're preaching to the choir on that one. Um, we do know that they may not understand the whole theme thing yet, but Stern Pinball does. John, I found this interesting, Brian. John talked about, uh, we hear all the time, everybody wants these metal ramps, metal wire forms. He actually said, Plastic ramps offer more freedom with uh, trajectories and such, but metal ramps are just simpler simpler to design. They're just flat metal. Um, you're kind of constrained to that flat metal, but they're, they're more difficult to make. But he likes plastic ramps, and for flow and speed's sake, I don't mind a great plastic ramp either. Yeah, I, I think the uh, you know if you, if you include some plastics in there or, or go plastic ramps, they could work. There's no question about it. I, I do prefer a metal ramp just because I feel like it 
looks nicer and feels. I like that sound. I love that just that mm-hmm. the feeling you get when you hit it. Yeah. But uh, the plastic could work. There's no question about that. And he was talking about what it's like to work at Stern Pinball because sometimes, you know, you, you, people poo-poo Stern Pinball saying that they're uh, so authoritarian and structured and, you know, you can't get by with much. But he actually said it's a little bit different working in the pinball industry than the highly structured organizations that he was used to working at Stern for him has always been more free flowing, more free thinking environment that allows for that creative atmosphere, which from a dealer standpoint, I have learned, but as a hobbyist, I didn't always see it that way. So I was glad uh, that Mr. Rothermel, Mr. Rothermel, Rothermel, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that uh, that he was saying what I've been saying as well. Yeah. Look, Stern is killing it over there. So, you know, whenever – and I'll be the first to say that sometimes I'll criticize Stern as far as what they're giving to us. But I'll always – I will always caveat with the fact that I wouldn't change a thing if I'm Stern. As a hobbyist, I'm saying, guys, sure, yeah. we're getting taken. But, man, Zach, do they, do they kill it or what? They get it produced. They get the games out. Um, I know a lot of times people say quality is much better than others, but I also would argue they're doing less with the the tables and there's less that goes wrong. But these guys have such a great balance. They have it figured out. And I'll tell you, unless we start, you know, uh, talking with our wallets a little bit more, I don't see any incentive for them to change it. And I would love to have more in their games. I love the way they feel. Right. But so, but I am happy to hear that the designer there or, or the mech guy, you know, he's, he's, uh, uh, saying that it's, you know it fosters a creative relationship or a creative creative atmosphere because that is always helpful. That is, it's to hear. As a hobbyist, it's tough for me to balancing out. If you have to pick a this or that between things, do you go theme and feel? Because for me, and I've said it publicly, Stern games just feel the best. They're the most fun to shoot. Or do you go more mechs, more magic? Because w- apparently, we can't have it all. Apparently not. I mean, you, you can with the, hopefully when they come out with it, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's a, it's Kapow, I think they call it, right? So that's the mm-hmm. high-end Stern. If they can nail the theme, and this is my personal favorite, I know it's yours as well. We actually share a lot of yeah, we do, we do. The themes. Back to the Future to me. Oh. I'm looking at, in the basement right now, I have a Back to the Future Part 2 trail um, poster. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that movie, right? So if they, if they Kapow that, okay, so you have the Stern feel. I'll pay a little bit more money. In fact, that's what this industry, I mean, there's no question our hobby. We have the money to pay for these things. And, you know, we have big collections. Let's do it, guys, right? Let's do something that's going to bring it all together. Because you're right. The feel of Sturts, they feel snappy. But in my opinion, you got to have, I prefer the mechs and, and JJP. So my collection is mostly JJP. But, man, i got to have a couple of Sturts because you need that feel, right? Jurassic Park, unbelievable game. Mm. Best one Sturts ever come out with. Brought it all to the table. That's probably the best answer to your question, Zach. Is you know, that's the one I brought. I, I feel Stern's brought everything together as much as they can from a mech perspective. That dinosaur, unbelievable. I love it. It's really cool. Which ones do you play more? Do you play your Stern's more or your JJP's more? Um, quite frankly, I wish I was playing them more to begin with. Uh, my kids started playing pinball now, so they're playing a lot of it. Um, I probably, it's, it's a good balance because too much stern, you feel like it's a stern to stern. So I do kind of balance it out. I, I try to play, I know it's kind of a bad answer, but I do kind of balance it with them. I'm looking around. I mean, turtles is my other stern. I think turtles is just so underrated right now. It's ridiculous. Um, 
Yeah. So uh, now you you are a uh, you're a JP fan. Uh, you like the Jurassic Park. You like tur- I didn't know you like turtles to that extent. So that's great to hear. What about uh, what are, what are the other games like? What about Stranger Things? Because I get shit on for that one a lot. Maybe even by you, but I don't. What what what's your thought on Stranger Things? No, I haven't. So I did a quick review when I first got Stranger Things because I'm a huge Stranger Things guy. Huge theme yeah. for me. I bought it day one. Uh, shout out to Coin Taker. It was a great distributor, yeah, no, and I know Coin Zach. Taker. Not to say that you're, I know you do. Coin Taker's brand. damn good. I'm with you, yeah, but they're good, right? So I mean, you know, yeah. some good folks in industry. Um, I work with Melissa. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, it's it's um, it, it, this is why I, I feel okay. So I have the pro, and okay. I pause because I go back and forth with Stranger Things. I'm definitely not nearly as much of a fan as you are. But when but the review I put on Pinside, because I did a real quick one, I was one of the first people, it it wasn't as bad as people thought. To me, it felt very much like an attack from Mars, but with a Stranger, uh, Stranger Things feel to it. But I felt like it was so underrepresented with the with the atmosphere and what they could do. Mm-hmm. The callouts were horrendous. I'm a big music and sound guy, big, big mm-hmm. time. So if, if a game has great sound, like David, I think his last name's Steel. Mm-hmm. His games to me are just unbelievable. So if you if you put a great layout with that sound, it's like a winner. A theme, of course, as well. I just felt like it really it didn't capture me. You know, it didn't really impress me. But it wasn't as bad as people are saying. And now I hear okay. that you know, there's always people like yourself. They're saying this thing is so amazing. I actually played it recently, uh, Helicon uh, Brewery, which is a unbelievable brewery. Great location. Great guys, uh, Chris and Chris. They're you know top tier there. I play the premium. I always thought that that screen was janky. I don't think it's innovative. I think people are, I know you were a big fan of it. I think it is such a complete waste and such a miss. It doesn't fit the theme. It doesn't work very well. Um, I wasn't happy with the updated code, uh, but, but, but I don't think it's as bad as some people say it is. I think it's mm. average to me, you know, average at, at best. I just feel like they left so much there that they could have done with it. And that's disappointing. Yeah, I like the projector. Uh, speaking of the projector, when John was talking to Mr. Morrison, he actually said that Stern almost gave up on that projector. It came very close. George Gomez, very concerned about it. They had to sacrifice some things to get it in there. But at the end, it did come out pretty well, he said, and it fits into the apron, which was a major, major challenge. I I love projection mapping, and anybody that's brave enough to take that on especially a stern pinball i commend them for that and i think it looks pretty awesome in a game room not to mention the uv kit that you know everybody exploded and got angry about but that's a game changer to me yeah anytime they try to innovate in in any capacity even though i don't think it's that innovative i I still will i'll be happy to hear that they're trying something new uh total misfire total waste of resources um in my opinion now the uv kit i don't even think we have enough time to talk about that disaster and horrendous move that they put in there but uh do you own it the uv kit own it what, what do you mean you have a stranger things no 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 no. i don't have it anymore it, oh okay no it, it, i mean i think the uv kit what it brings to the table is cool probably the coolest thing that they do with that game but me i'm a principal guy i really am and it drives me insane that these poor people are paying le prices and stern is going to then again it's all about how you communicate to your customer it's just such a poor move on their part and it just leaves a bad taste on that so horrendous on their side but it you know tech wise step away from how they did it i think it's probably the coolest thing in, in, in stranger things yeah and so you probably like the the gesture they had for led zeppelin where on the premium 
they give you not only the art blades, but the integrated lighting as well. Yeah. I mean, look, at that point, if you're buying a Led Zeppelin, they should be giving you that plus a bag of money, right? Oh, I mean, now you're asking for more. Yeah. That's, See what happens? <laughs> well, I mean, geez, if you're, if you're taking Led Zeppelin as is, especially, uh, and I played them all. So I, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't comment on games unless I play them. I think it's really, it's not fair if you don't at least play these games. Um, and I'm just lucky because Helicon is such an amazing place. And I played both the Pro and the and the LA. And my God, what a complete miss that game is with such an amazing band. And uh, I remember you were talking about it when you first uh, w- was um, uh, introduced by Stern. And, and you mm-hmm. were kind of like poo-pooing Alien you know, at that time, which is ridiculous to me, but yet you were supporting Led Zeppelin saying, yeah, like, it's great. I, I just, I can't even believe that, Zach, how... I like Alien. Yeah, no, when when you were talking about Alien with Pinball Brothers and, you know, you couldn't, I guess, figure it out to be a distributor with them, I know that you always, uh, you went very negative on it. And I'll tell you, Alien, I am so happy to hear that other people are going to be able to experience this game. Alien, and it's something that I think Chris on, you know, Canada is absolutely, he's starting to realize he's starting, you can, you can tell he's starting to realize this game's actually gonna be pretty good. It is such an amazing total package theme, music assets. I don't care about Sigourney Weaver. Honestly, <gasps> great. I, I'm telling you, I know it sounds crazy, but if you play that game, it's alien and Sigourney Weaver is a character. I'm telling you, it all works. It's such a great game and it works well. And, and Zach, the price, are you kidding me with that price with this market? Oh my God, what a deal this game's going to be. Is it proven though? Is that company proven? Well, I'll tell you, I had the Highway Pinball one, which is, a, you couldn't get more of a mess than Highway Pinball. Why'd you sell that one? Oh, because I heard that, you know, the remake was rumored too much. And for me, I don't like the part component of Alien where you couldn't buy the additional parts. I don't like having to rely upon secondhand market to get bored. Absolutely. Worried me. And soon as they, soon as I heard about remake, you know, and it was, you could hear it becoming stronger and stronger. I said, you know what? I'm out of this one. And, and that one, I'll tell you, worked absolutely fine. I had no issues with it my last one. Um, but I didn't want to risk it. I said, you know what? I'll get the new one. I don't blame and, you. Uh, yeah, and this company looks like, you know, from the videos, they've done a horrible job marketing this game, um, but uh, he had a great user, uh, I forget his name, but, you know, out of uh, uh, Denmark, I believe, and he just... Um, oh, Unbox It, Retro Sinjo, I believe. Yes, thank you for, yeah, he did a great job. If you haven't seen a video, he goes over exactly what any new user wants to see, which are the boards underneath the game. It looks super clean. The game's got an incredible mech, even though people say it's simple. To me, it's you don't need it to be complex. It's like people don't understand. Just give me a mech that is well integrated, that makes That's sense. That's a great mech, yeah. Right? So I'm excited. It's it's a fun shooter. I like Alien. I'll own Alien. Uh, Flipping Out Pinball does sell Aliens. So Good. Yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of that game. I don't. It's still wide body. It's still not the strongest shooter in my opinion. Um, I, would, I would even venture to say that Led Zeppelin shoots way better than alien but is it as fun a shooter mm, i'd probably say no i like aliens just fun to shoot yeah it's a different game so wait hold on so you guys are a distributor now for pinball brother alien as well we are providing yeah yeah we are uh we're dealing aliens so yeah coin takers like the the main dealer and then they are working with uh, a couple different distributors around the country to help yep yeah Alien's a complex, not complex, it, it's a wide body, but it's definitely a unique shooter, I should say. Um, Led Zeppelin is literally open shots all day long, and it's so boring to me. But uh, 
I don't know. I mean, again, I know people, you know, there's some people that like it, but man, what a huge miss. And talk about who even, talk about who even like Led Zeppelin, this thing should still be on people's radar. And it's like yesterday's news, which is so disappointing because that band is so good. But All right. So what else did they talk about in this? They talked about ramp development. Now they've got 3D printing technology that's helping them uh, test out some of these ramps. Um, they even have a was a model maker at Stern that was hired a, a year or so ago, creating the wire ramps to test. So this has become very much more efficient, and their turnaround time is better now with a new model maker. So they continue to try try to uh, to get games designed efficiently uh, and quickly for people. Uh, he also talked about engineering Gar- uh, Game of Thrones with Steve Ritchie and said that Steve Ritchie actually wanted a more complex battering ram in that game. But the cost just couldn't allow for Richie. And we see this as a theme, Richie. Same thing he wanted in Star Trek. That Vengeance ship listener was going to be, quote, much, 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 end quote, more complex per Richie's desire. But there's just no way due to the complexity that he was wanting and the cost. Uh, He used the example like the air camera in NFL games, that camera that flies around to the action but it turned out just to be way extremely costly to do that with that vengeance ship. And Steve wanted a wandering ship on that game, which would have been unbelievable. Yeah. You know, what's interesting though, Zach, is that I would think, and you let me know if you, if you disagree, uh, man with that, uh, lineup of, of, of proven hits and that respect in this industry has challenges getting mechs in his game, but a new guy like Keith Ellen, who, if, if rumors are to be believed, and I think you probably have more information on this as well, his next release is going to be ridiculous, apparently, as far as what was able to be put in. Why, is, why do you think Steve's struggling, but Keith succeeds in that area? Why would that be the case with Keith being the newer guy? Now, I know he's, a, you know, he's, he's definitely had hits now, but, man, we're talking about you know, Steve Ritchie, the original king, or, or used to be the king, I guess. What, what do you think's happening there? Do you believe Steve in what he's saying, or do you think he's really? I think I think at some point, uh, the rookie of the year or the the sophomore phenom starts playing basketball better than the aged veteran. Um, I think that's where it's at. As to why or the assumption that, that Keith gets more resources to work with, I don't know. There, I have no clue if that's true or not. But I think Keith Elwin is. He's on top of his game right now, and I don't think Steve Ritchie necessarily is. So you see that that difference there. Yeah, no, I get that. But why doesn't he get the resources? That's more of just a budget, you know, blocking and tackling decision. I just don't. But I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's true because Keith Keith utilizes a lot of pretty pretty common parts. I mean, the T Rex was probably the most complex that is used, but Iron Maiden doesn't really have. Max Maxon, not much. No, um, no, Iron Man doesn't, but Jurassic Park being the example here, there's no question that was a custom, that was a big deal. Apparently, if it's rumored to be correct, Godzilla is going to have a lot in there. It just, it's just interesting to me, because if you believe what Steve's saying, you know, which is what he said, which is I, I couldn't get it through, that's interesting that Stern wouldn't put that type of commitment into their big horse, Right. Um, I think it was, if anything, a good decision that they didn't because from a business aspect, Star Trek sold bundles upon bundles. Now, adding, you know, $50 to the bomb of every machine, was that really going to sell that many more machines? I don't know. They they were guessing that it, it wouldn't. There's only so much, basically this guy was saying, there's only so much money you can put into a pinball machine to financially 
even be worth it? Yeah, no, and, and from a business standpoint, as I mentioned earlier, uh, these guys know what they're doing, right? So, so they are making the right calls. But uh, it's just interesting how one person gets and the other one doesn't. That just kind of piques my, uh, <laughs> especially someone they, like Steve Ritchie, right? They still claim that the bomb is the same for every designer. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, if you take a look, take a look at Black Knight, and then look at like something like Jurassic Park. You know, no IP. Right. Yeah. No IP. A Mac, barely a Mac, and uh, it's a pretty cool Mac. It is. A, it is a cool Mac, but it's just a, it's a bash toy. I think the coolest thing's the topper by far um, on that on that machine. But yep. Man, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know how they. I wish I was a fly on the wall of the meetings there. But I'm with you. I would. I'm the type of hobbyist that will pay five thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars more. Sounds crazy, listeners, but. 15k more on a game if you are giving me every damn bell and whistle and technology and innovation if you're just going full stop filling that dang play field in and it still shoots great i'll pay the double the cost i'm 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 with you bro yeah i agree and this hopefully could with back to the future if it happens i'm waiting for one of these companies whether it's stern jjp to just really really test the market because in my opinion they haven't even started this 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 twelve five from Collector's Edition, uh, the the Elvira, they sell it in seconds. I'm waiting for someone to drop a twenty thousand dollar like ideal machine, like you're mentioning, Back to the Future. I think, and I'm curious to hear what you think. Five hundred limited or uh, whatever you want to call it. Five hundred Capel Back to the Future is twenty k. They're out the door in two days. What are your thoughts? I think it works. I think it works too. It's simple. Yeah, I think it works. We're gonna see it happen. But the the lo- the more p- stuff you put in. The longer it's taking in R and D development, all of that's going to be longer. Production is going to be longer, and if I guess they've got the equation figured out that you know not doing that makes more sense to move units. But I'm with you. I'm waiting for that one company, whether it's Stern or somebody else, that just says, "Look, we will dump everything until we can't fit anymore, and the price is the price. We're going to make the same margin, uh, but if it costs us double." It's going to cost you guys double. I think they sell still, but I don't know if quantity wise, they sell as much as just if they didn't have the mix and they can produce five times as many. It's, it's always a, the volume plays is going to be different, right? I mean, Stern's and that's why I don't even think JJP should be in this, uh, this game like they are with the volume. They don't need it. Yeah. And, and they, they have had, I mean, the last couple of games they've kind of, I think one could argue that they've, reduce the amount of stuff in their games as well no question about it i mean i have wonka and i have pirates and i have wizard of oz i had a hobbit it just sold and it sold in like two seconds by the way we'll, we'll talk oh, about no. that during market trends <laughs> but uh wonka compared to pirates and wizard of oz they do a good job now covering up and i have guns and roses too i'm sorry they do oh. a good job with the new jjps of covering up the lack of mechs because mm. um, you feel like there's no question you look at wonka there's no question I feel satisfied that it has enough in there to qualify as a JJP, but they've definitely reduced the expectation or the delivery of like true max like they had in Pirates and Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they scaled down and for good reason. If you're if you're truly in this for the money, which they are, why are you doing anything more than you need to? And I hate saying that as a hobbyist, but God, this this, you know, our uh, uh, you know, the, the folks that are serious in a pinball are paying for it. Mm-hmm. They are. So why would they change it? I don't, you know, I don't expect JJP to, to change that business model. I think we're going to have this JJP light that we've been seeing. It still satisfies you, but it's a shame. And it's still a hot commodity, a hot product right now, because what do we see on CEs now, Brian? 
Uh, these things are selling out before they're even released. They're holding their value. They're exponentially ra- raising in value, one could argue. So uh, do you think they get greedy? I think, I, think they definitely, I think they definitely are going to test it, and they should. And if I'm them, right. I, don't, I don't say they're doing the wrong move. Listen, th- when they can increase the price of Guns N' Roses by $1,000, which is, I think, almost 10% of the total price, you put a 10% increase on a product that has a Mid-run, or not even mid-run. Not even, exactly. And nobody even blinked an eye. They heard nothing. Crickets. So they're saying, wait a minute, we just jumped a thousand dollars. These guys are definitely seeing the writing on the wall. They should. And I expect them to, uh, you know, the, the later releases will be probably 10.5 for the LEs. Like when Toy Story comes out, I'm thinking it's going to be no question 10.5 for the LE. The collector's edition, I expect them to bump it up to 15 or close to. I could see them doing it. Yeah. I mean, this is going to move un- until we say no, right? And, and I'm to blame too, man. I mean, geez, it, I don't like Toy Story that much, but would I spend 15000 on an absolute loaded machine um, that's a collector's edition? I mean, geez, I would, but I, I think JJP is going to do a lighter version. I don't think Toy Story is going to be back to the old ways. I think you're, you're going to have more of the Wonka GNR effect. Yeah, I think that's Pat Lawler now. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they sell out within seconds as well if not already kind of on dealers lists full we don't know what the if dealers because there was a little bit of a mess with the dealers and the ce's on guns and roses who knows who knows what they're gonna do uh so i'm always mixed on whether or not companies and manufacturers sell direct or they sell dealers this little hybrid sometimes gets messy i don't know what's gonna happen i have no clue that's again why I, I can respect Stern from a business aspect so much. They make it very clear uh, for me as in business and me as a hobbyist too. Um, we were talking about it earlier about this mind-blowing mechanism that could be coming from Stern. And uh, this engineer did say there is a mech that's about to come out done by one of the younger designers that is, quote, blowing everyone's mind, end quote. I think he was alluding to Harrison Drake's work on the next Elwin machine, it's pure speculation, pure guess, no basis besides just what I'm guessing. And uh, that's going to be a big one. Yeah, I, I think it is. I, I would still suggest the listeners to you know keep it keep it real, right? I mean, you hear that sure. from Stern, you yeah. kind of get your, your, your hopes up. And uh, we've seen that happen with Wonka, and I would hate for people to be disappointed. But if you look at Jurassic Park and you see the magic that they had there, which I do think was a magical thing, even though it was in the – Jurassic Park Data East version um, in some mm-hmm. capacity. I still think it's a magical play for Stern. I just would level set, you know, don't don't expect this to be super incredible. I mean, we're still talking Stern here, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i excited. It gets, it gets you, it, the hype train is left for that game, Godzilla, if it is Godzilla. I have no interest in that game at all, unfortunately. Neither do I. Yeah, but it's Elwin and Elwin, man. I mean, I didn't like Iron Maiden. I don't like that, that, that music, and I you know, adjusted the music so that I could enjoy the game. But man, does it shoot well. And, and Avengers, even though it is a little bit the code, I 100% agree with you on your explanation of the code. I think you gave it, what, like a C or something on your review. I, I 100% agree with you there. I think the code really hurts that game. But what a layout that oh, game Oh, boy, had. yeah. Now, speaking of, you were talking about magic and pinball machines. I have attributed you specifically in raising the bar for magic on uh, on specific machines, namely the Jurassic Park. Uh, for me, a big missing element of the Jurassic Park pinball machine by Stern Pinball was lack of assets from the film, which 
we all grew up loving. And that's, that was it for me. To me, you fix that game single-handedly by that, uh, that personal hobbyist update that you did, integrating some of the film clips and audio into there. How does that feel creating something that you get that type of feedback on? Yeah, well, look, and to be clear, it definitely was a collaboration uh, with another user, uh, Tim, who, who did a great job with the audio. And then him and I, I introduced him to, or I showed him, hey, look, you know, you can put video in there. And um, look, f- from my perspective, that game, was such a, a downer because no assets. And I know people say, oh, I'm so glad that it had its own storyline. Not me. I don't want... Not me either. Fix. Okay, good. I don't want like this, like, you know, kind of alternative universe nonsense. Like the first thing I did was take the, that, that fake Jeep out and put the real Jeep in. And, you know, for games that I care a lot about, um, if I can somehow incorporate what I think is a, is a game changer, which is uh, having those videos... I'll try and do it. And I was able to successfully do it. I, I did it, um, you know, with turtles to bring in, uh, mm-hmm. the, the original theme and again, it's personal use type of thing. Um, and, and I would never sell it for any reason. That's crazy. I know, you know, but to me, it made a huge difference. Cause again, I'm such a, uh, I appreciate music and just the whole video package so much in these games that to me, it really, it made Jurassic Park go from a good game to honestly my favorite game that I've had for now almost two years. And people always joke about how I sell games. That is an eternity for me uh, to have a game that long. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you move them as much as I do, yeah. Yeah, you used to move a ton of them. When you were, you know, back mm-hmm. in the day, you were moving games left and right. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, it's a, it's a big deal. And, and um, So are you working on a, are you working on another one in the future? No, no, no. I, this is nothing. Again, it was more personal. And until I see if Stern or JDP, I think Alien, uh, I'm going to look into it as well. If, if there's a th- oh, please out that I think is a great theme that has either you know missing assets for some reason. That's the only incentive I have to do. We need Sigourney. Come on, Delt. I'm going to look into it. I mean, I'm going to look into the code and see what they're doing, and if 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 it's able to. I know there was a, a gentleman out of Germany. I forgot his name, but. What a talented guy um, on the OG side of the house with, with Alien, and he's done. Uh, he's like it's like user Avantri or Aventi or something like that. Yeah. He actually figured out how to incorporate sound effects and some other things into the OG code. And I know the new code is very similar. They're having the same code or do it out of Florida, I think. So if we can figure it out, um, Sigourney will be in that game. Mm. So just I'd like to hear that. I'll leave that nugget out there because oh. I'm going to try. What if I send you an Avengers? Can you dabble with that a little bit? She did. I dabbled in Avengers and I got the movie clips in there. Oh, <gasps> yeah. It was a person. It's they're all personal things to me. Sure, so I don't, sure, I know. I get it. Yeah, but um, I put you know the music from the movie. I put the clips from the movie. Um, I don't have any more Avengers because I, you know, I got eight slots in this in this basement, and my wife. If <laughs> if I put it's, it, it's a, a great problem to have, by the way. It is. Oh, this is all first world. But the fact that we're talking about pinball now, I mean, geez, we're we're. <laughs> We are so lucky, How you and I and other people we? in this hobby, we're blessed beyond belief. I mean, this is the biggest bunch of nonsense. I always remind people we are easily in the top one percentile uh, of blessed in the entire existence of humankind. It, it, it's just, that's a fact. It is. Question. If you have pinball machines in your house and you're doing it responsibly, okay, I'll leave it that way. If you're doing it responsibly, you should look around and say to yourself, I am incredibly blessed and just you know be happy about it because come on now this is such nonsense we talk about this stuff you know i'll have to catch you off air because i just got in for the second time an avengers le into my collection i don't know why i took it in on trade but oh i did i did guilty 
I know. To end this conversation about Stern Pinball, he's talking about his dream thing being Pink Floyd. I don't think it's a a great, great seller, but if he's passionate about it, it is what it is. Um, I just, I appreciated that no one gets to hear about the engineers. I think that Matt Morrison kind of looking and tackling, finding these people to interview instead of just the regular lineup of people that we hear on all these podcasts was great. I also liked that uh, Mr. Rothermill was humble, said that the focus should, no matter what engineers are doing, the focus still should be on the game designer because they are truly the lead for these creations. And uh, I, I, I thought very highly of this individual and I cannot wait to hear more about him and, and from him. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I'm going to see if I can check it out because I always love hearing from uh, the creative folks, right? Yeah, the King of Flow talked this week as well to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. Steve Ritchie joined. I, not much new information here, but I love this quote from Steve Ritchie talking about working with uh, licensed properties versus doing original IP like, well, I guess original IP like Black Knight, but you, you know what I mean, listener. He said, quote, I'm going to say this as delicately as possible. I was looking to run away from the misery of dealing with licensors, two of them in a row. They were just frustrating for me. I think he was referring to Game of Thrones and Star Wars. That'd be my guess anyway. So that's why he wanted to do Black Knight. He wanted to run. Uh, he wanted to flee away from working uh, with Disney or Lucas or HBO or whoever it was. Can you but, think about the amount of pressure, Zach, with, 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 with Star Wars? You mentioned Star Wars with, with Richie. I mean, to your point, he's probably – he was so excited to run away because that is the biggest IP out there, mm-hmm. right? And the amount of pressure he probably felt from that. Um, I, mean, it must have, I still think it's a ma- – I, I still love that game. I love that game to pieces. I don't know how you do, but um, – you've, you've owned one, haven't you? So I haven't owned it. I played it a number of times. What oh. kills me is the code. I'm not a multiplier. I'm not a score. Oh, I hate that shit, yeah. Yeah. I hate that, but I like the I like Dwight Sullivan rule sets, the 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 structure he puts on them, the uh the breadth. I, I always know that I'm gonna get fun modes. I know know I'm gonna get some tough modes, some moments. He codes moments unlike most any in pinball. But yeah, multipliers I I don't pay attention to them. <sighs> Zach, that's a loaded statement with Dwight. I mean, Ghostbusters, I think he did a terrible job. Well, I, I, oh, so much fun. I used it terrible because the guy put time into it, but in my opinion, that's poor code. And, and the revision he did like 16 years later actually made it worse. I haven't really played the new code. I, I like the old one. Uh, you don't like those modes? You don't like the ladder progression up the middle, like the 2046? Oh, it's so much fun. So, so the modes themselves on on you know on paper i like it's getting to these modes the ladder progression i didn't i didn't like that that much um and and star wars i think he did a pretty poor job too i think turtles um was probably the first code that he's done that i've actually enjoyed it's not it's not perfect per se i mean you know nobody is perfect but what a great game turtles is code wise i think turtles i don't know why nobody's talking about it i know besides you i think honestly i think you're like the only person but i'm a shill <laughs> <laughs> well, in, the, in this capacity, not not so much, but uh, yeah, in Turtles, I would agree to 100%. I like Dwight games. You love or hate Dwight, I think. I think some people, like it's this growing uh, group think that pinball gets stuck into a lot where you get one predominant person that just screams from the rooftop something, and then it's kind of the cool thing to do. Just lump yourself without doing the work yourself, lumping yourself in. Oh, yeah, it's the light show. Oh, yeah, it's the multiply. You know, and... And they don't think originally. They don't just put their own thought into things. Like, 
I don't, it bugs me in pinball sometimes. Yeah, I also think Stern puts out so many games. You got to be a real standout in these days, right? So it's Jurassic Park, huge standout. Um, but game Good point. Led Zeppelin, a complete mess. Uh, Turtles, which was very good, a lot of hype in the beginning. Sold a lot in the beginning. Woo. I'm sure it did. I'm, I'm sure you, you did pretty well because that's a great theme. And uh, but it just, you know, I can see some people saying it's repetitive a little bit here and there. It's tough. That's the other thing too. I'll tell you right now, tough uh, games really bury games from getting to the top tier of, of popularity because people don't like tough right. games you're so right they don't especially from a sales perspective they just yeah they don't yeah he was talking about development of a game he believes that black knight sword of rage is quote the most intense pinball machine ever made i've played them all it just is end quote and i thought that's eh, a little bit of a stretch it is intense it's brutal I was playing, uh, I just got in a pro, put that into my collection just to see the topper work. Um, that, that's a true story. And I also played this last week at a customer with an LE that I was helping move around, played his as well. I got to say, the premium LE is just not where it's at on Black Knight. The pro, the pro is actually a really good and fun game. License and the, the, or the, uh, the theme does zero for me, but it's a damn fun game, but you can keep that premium LE. No thanks. You stay up top of the play field the whole time. Ugh, it's brutal. I, I don't like it. Yeah, if I'm a listener right now, I'm saying, God, you guys are talking too much about Black Knight. I think we're talking. It, it's it's such a miss that game. Whether it's LE, Premium, Pro, whatever version, that game is a miss. But the topper is unbelievable. I've seen it in person. You've seen it obviously. And why in the world did Stern not just put Shredder's head? on the topper and sell it. And I would, Zach, I, I would have given you $2,000. You would right. I just give it to you around your hands. Say, Zach, take my money. <sighs> give me a turtles, black Knight typer topper. But yeah, otherwise we yeah. got this redundant turtles logo garbage that I was so disappointed with the turtles topper. And they had the perfect topper already. I like the eyeball that moves technodrome. That's cool. Uh, exactly. And the redundancy is the redundancy is too nuts to take off. Whoop de doo. That's done. They probably even knew that, so they they probably had to, so they put it on there and made it easily removable. I'm a topper guy. Are you a topper guy? I am a topper guy to reason. Hell yeah. It, it's got a date. Like Wonka, I went out and bought the LE. The Wonka topper from JJP, not even the collector's edition, which I think looks terrible. The LE one, the one they sell in the store. The waterfall, yeah. It is gorgeous, and it's thick. It is thick. That's a heavy thing, yeah. You could hurt somebody with that topper. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. if you put somebody out, you say, I hit him with the Wonka topper, you'd understand it. That thing is like a, a oh. bat, but, but it's really nice. So Wonka owners, check it out if you haven't already because it brings such a nice touch to the game. You're going to start seeing the value of Wonka toppers, that aftermarket one, go up because I believe they're gone everywhere. So once that happens, that's when that price starts. So you guys heard it here. There's a preemptive market trend. Um, that'll be worth some money. I don't know why JJP doesn't do toppers. JJP loves to leave the money on the table. Honestly, it's like they just, they think about leaving on the table. Guns N' Roses. I have an LE. I don't even like the, the collector's edition to me doesn't even look as nice as the LE, and I've seen it in person. What? There's no. Oh my god, that purple and that artwork with the robot. Get out of here. Oh. The, the 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 art here with the with the cool looking real signs from the concerts. That's cool too. But says, where's my topper, JJP, for this game? Yeah. Where's my topper for Guns N' Roses? What I, I, are you impressed with the CE topper? There's not much to it. There's not much to it, and I I like the I like the soundbar. Yeah, 
yeah, I bought the soundbar for my LE. I need a topper. I mean, they, they just, yeah, they're going to come out with T-shirts. I want T-shirts. Get out of here. I want a topper, TJP. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. get out of here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Steve Ritchie also talks about uh, the new Mortal Kombat film since he was associated with the, the, the video game, just saying it's better than the other ones, and he liked it. Um, he said at one point Star Trek Next Gen was, they were thinking about doing an under siege with Steven Seagal. That's hilarious. Um, and just go listen. Go ahead. One sec. Did you see the Mortal Kombat movie? I did. We just seen it uh, last night in, in full. Yeah, I saw it too. I, I know that, you know, your recent video about taking this thing past pinball and talking about other things, by the way, I think that that could be interesting. Um, hopefully less about big arcades and nobody really wants that, but <gasps> more so. I mean, come on now. Nobody wants those things, but more so like nobody know, wanted pinball back in the day either. Oh, Zach, those things. Here's the thing with those machines. They can be emulated in two seconds. That's the problem. And you can have the same experience emulated. Says the guy that likes virtual pinball. It's not the same. Exactly. So virtual pinball, it's a good segue, but virtual pinball has really, really made some strides there. The emulation, to your point, on these arcades is a literally one for one. I mean, it's, it's they basically just. One hit. for one? Not to ball physics. Sure. I'm sorry. I missed what you said. I said not to ball physics, though. So, so you cannot emulate, if your question is, can they emulate it for virtual pinball? The answer is not as, you know, one for one, because again, the arcade emulations literally extracting the ROM out and you're using the same ROM. Okay. So it's the same sure. thing. Virtual pinball can't do that, but I will tell you that the, uh, and I've been doing it for a couple of years now, VPX, and now they have VR, I think it's VR VP. They've really, it tricks you, man. I'll tell you right now, it's, it's oh, not. Yeah. But it does trick you, and I know if people have tried in the past, like a year or two ago, even six months ago, seven months ago, I'm seeing advancement. And if you get a controller like I have with force feedback, that's the game changer, right? So I got a VR headset, which, by the way, VR is amazing if you haven't tried it. Not the junk PS VR. I'm talking like, you know, the Index, um, Valve Index. You put that on. You have 3D. The games look amazing, super high def. You have a force feedback controller. That literally makes you feel like, you know, you got the pops, you got this, you know, slings. Mm-hmm. It all comes together, Zach. Your brain is tricked. It's mm-hmm. an unbelievable experience that people haven't tried it yet. Uh, you know, see if you can figure it out. It is a little challenging to get together, but what a great. I, I have no, no significant beef because if people like it, they like it. It doesn't bother me any. Uh, and it is, believe it or not, it's, uh, virtual pinball is bigger than actual mechanical pinball. It just is. Um, more people watch it, more people view it, more people own it. It's unfortunate. Well, the entry point is. is so much easier, right? I mean, as we get higher and higher in prices, um, it's not, what's funny is people say, how do we build this hobby? We, we build this hobby from people like me who, who don't care about tournaments, who don't care about score, but actually just like to have it in the house because it looks really cool and mm-hmm. it's fun to play. And people come over to my house who are like, you have a pinball machine? That's really, what are you out of your mind? And they play it. They go, oh, this is kind of cool. We're the folks that are building it, right? So in virtual pinball, if you have just the exposure because it's it's generally cheaper, I, I think it just helps the hobby out because you're going to play a virtual pin. Say, you know what? I, I love to see this in real life. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And that's why I don't I don't shit on it too much. I just uh, for the people that say it's the same, that's where I'm like, oh come on, no, no it's not the same. Yeah, it, well, I think you're. It's a little aggressive. You say it's the same, but it's so good that your brain thinks it's almost the same to be honest right and again it has to be set up right zach so like you see a lot of these uh these guys online sell these pre-made games 
first thing is if it has a TV, forget it. Game over. You need a monitor, right? Mm-hmm. You need a 4K monitor. You need proper force feedback, not the sound nonsense. They say it's force. Then you're up to the th- a couple thousands there. Well, so that's the thing. If you buy a pre-manufactured or, or you know, manufactured by somebody else, they're going to start charging five, six thousand dollars, and you know, they'll hear, "Well, you have sixty, seventy games." I'm saying VR, right? Get a headset, use VR headset index, seven hundred dollars probably, eight hundred dollars used, right? You get the, you already have a PC. You get a nice graphics card. Okay, now I'll tell you, graphics cards are now are insane because everyone's doing uh, Bitcoin and you know, cryptocurrency. So the graphics card prices are crazy right now. But once they settle down, you can get like a, uh, a good enough graphics card for this thing for maybe $500, okay? Now you got $1,200, you have the VR, you have the graphics card. Just try it out and see how it is. And then if you want the force feedback controller, that's probably another 1000 or so. You're looking at maybe $2,000. There's always a place for it, man. Yeah, so I get it. It. If I, Here's the thing, though, Brian. If I close my eyes and visualize and use my hand, it's it's Ooh, this that, fine. Well, I'm saying step, you know, that baby steps here. That works as well, but it's still not the real thing. Still not the real thing. Yeah, but again, you know what? You're. It's not. But, I don't think anyone who plays virtual pinball is looking for the real thing. What people are playing oh, virtual pinball for is the multiple games in one. And as it gets you close enough, that's what you're looking for. And we're talking about new pinball. Haggis Pinball uh, recently announced the Fathom Revisited we talked about last week. This week, Dr. John was nice enough to get Martin Robbins, the rules creator of Revisited 2.0, joined him for the Pinball Show Correspondence, and he discussed the rules and the overview of this game that I thought was kind of interesting. Basically, you're the daughter of the original diver that was pulled down by those mermaids back in, what, 81 the game does have a ball save. It's got an auto plunge on it. So you can get some more in-depth code here. Uh, your your goal is to, because this is a, I'm a very much like you, Brian. It's not about scoring for me. It's not really about turn. I, just, I'm into moments. I'm into tasks, et cetera. And that's what Martin has conceptualized here. He said you need to obtain four artifacts to get to that final wizard mode called mermaid treasure. You're going to be battling mermaids. Those are kind of your modes. Battle interfaces, think Deadpool, right? Everybody's got a health bar kind of thing. But the four artifacts, super simple. You defeat the Mermaid Queen, there's an artifact. You complete Mermaid Multiball, there's an artifact. Complete Lagoon Multiball, there's an artifact. And complete the Playfield Super Jackpot, there's your fourth artifact. There's also four escape hurry-ups in the game. The code framework he updated everybody said, that's complete. Animations still being worked on. Music is nearly done. And Haggis hired professional voice actors to do these call-outs. They help explain what to do in the game. Mr. Robin said, hey, whenever I'm playing a game, I like when the voice actors are kind of telling you, cueing you on what to do next. Last couple points that he made is the two LCD screens in the apron. The right one is used for general information. The left one is showing game progress. And as to how you select which code to start, the original code or the 2.0, still kind of being determined but overall sales going very well over there at Haggis for the Fathom Revisited. What do you think about this release in this game? I think it's very smart. Um, in fact, I think it's rather embarrassing that a small company like this uh, you know, steps up during a, a very slow time to announce something that actually makes sense. Versus ideal timing, yeah. Ideal timing, and American Pinball is still kind of like lost trying to figure it out. And, and you got Haggis, this little small guy out of Australia, who's going to take a proven game that... I'm not a big, you know, simple or the the older games at all, but something about Fathom's always caught, sorry, caught my mm-hmm. attention too, just the way it looks and it sounds. So, great choice. 
I only the big question for me is, and I haven't heard anyone talk about this yet. I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts. The market they're targeting for people that truly like that game are older people, folks that have been in this industry and hobby for a long time. They're the same people that are very jaded about the pricing. Right. So they'll say, oh, when I was, you know, in pinball, fishtails was like one hundred dollars and like, you know, maybe a double cheeseburger or something like that. It gets ridiculous. So, like, you understand the prices have gone up. But are these folks who are already bitter about the pricing going to respond well and purchase the mermaid? Because if you're buying this game and you're not buying mermaid, you've missed the boat. OK, you're, you're not seeing things clearly. The mermaid is the one you get. OK, but are they going to pony up and pay for it? Now, you're going to have flippers. No question will do it because they're going to, as I like, uh, Kanea says, speculate. It's such an interesting way to say it. But flippers who will just buy it for no, you know, to flip it. And then the true users, the ones that actually want the game, are they going to pony it up, Zach? I'm not sure. I, I think they will. But what do you think? I think that they are showing that they are. And I think it makes sense because if you're only aiming to do 250, Brian, then yeah, you can pull off a fathom with that price range on it because you're going to get the diehards that want it. You're also going to get the new pinheads that really like pretty stuff and like new code and, and new innovation for old, old kind of things. I think it works and it's still surprising to me that they haven't sold out of the mermaid, but they've got to be close. Got to be close. I was surprised too, to see that because to me, it sounds like a slam dunk. I think it's a very good move, but I'm surprised it's still available. Mm -hmm. Well, and you've got overseas kind of throws a wrench into it. Um, I think they, they had a couple things upon announcement that created a barrier to purchase that kind of stumbled a little bit out of the gate. And then it's still an old game. You can still spend $9,000 on damn near a brand new Stern LE, any Stern premium you want. So for people with smaller collections, this might be a tough buy. Yeah, I, I do think the market's older and that, that might be a little bit of hard to sell for folks like that. Um, mm mm-hmm. Because, again, they, they're just, like, bitter that these things are so high to begin with. But uh, what a great move by Haggis. I, I actually mm-hmm. I hope them the best. I, I hope that, you know, I hear they have other games that they already have lined up that are probably taking a similar strategy. And I Four other ballys. Yeah, and that, and that Playfield uh, video, the original Sledgehammer, that, you know, you had mm, Deep Root yeah. talk about it, and these guys out of nowhere did it, and I mm-hmm. respect that. And I think that ultimately the, the reason this works, I still say, is that 2.0 code. You, you can't remake something this simple, even if it's pretty. You, uh, I wouldn't have, I'm telling you right now, I would have not paid $9,000 unless it had that 2.0 code. I wouldn't have done it. So are you in personally, Zach, on this? Or is this yes. like... Uh, I am in personally for a Mermaid edition. Yeah, I think it's a good move. The code is such a sweet edition because you could have saw them just not have... Uh, done this at all with the code but what a great addition so i i really hope them the best well and my thought was there's minimal risk here for me i mean uh, they're never going to drop below the value that they're selling for i don't think especially once all 250 are sold and my only and i want to selfishly i want to unbox it with greg some stupid way and what 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 am i out so the the worst case scenario i'm out 1100 bucks if this company just totally tanks that's the risk that i'm in otherwise i don't think i lose anything i agree 100% i i my rule in pinball though is if i'm not interested in the game i, I don't buy games just to flip them and i know you're not i'm not saying you're doing that either but the reason why i haven't gotten into this game is because i agree with you there's no loss in fact it will probably go up I just don't have any interest to own a fathom and therefore mm-hmm. it would just be a flip. And I don't do that just to flip. So yeah. I, again, I, I think it's me a great success and uh, I think it's a good move on your part. Very cool. The, now I don't know when we'll get that, uh, but 
it should be coming at some point. This last week, speaking of coming, we're, we're going to have June 12th, Pin Clash. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Pin Clash is happening because all of the qualifying rounds ended this last weekend. This is Pin Clash 2 on AIQ. Qualifiers ended this past weekend. I want to mention some notable qualifiers. They took the top 24 uh, that are going to go into this into the actual round of Pin Clash, the tournament. Matthew Richardson, number one spot, only 11 flips to get to that Battle Royale completion. That's insane. I don't even know if that's possible, but he made it happen. And I've got to give a shout-out to my team members at TPN here. Number six, Robert Byers, top rope pinball. He gets the buy, so number six, nicely done, Byers and top rope. Number 11, my buddy and only the greatest pinball player in the world, Raymond Davidson, TPN Ray Day Pinball. Number 14, Neil Graff. Neil Graff, TPN Fox Cities Pinball. Also, Tom Graff, his father, would have been 22nd, but not applicable due to being in the same household. Uh, congratulations, you guys. Dr. John Cost, number 23, squeezing in there. And I believe Carter Castleman, number 25, because of the ineligibility of Tom Graff at 22. So uh, of Emily and Dr. John and of Pinballers, respectively. And a special shout-out to other pals of the show, Lindsey Rogers with 35 flips, Brian O'Neill, 47, Nick Brown, 47, Rebecca Solemn, is it Solemn or Solemn? Sorry, I don't know. 72, 70 Traub, 84, Jordan Berger, 109, and Jose Chong with 140. Nice job, everybody. You can go to plinklashtourney.com to find out more, uh, but always love this event, and I'm not much of a competitive pinball follower. Ooh. This next story is for you, my friend. Brian, I'm going to call the story Made in Taiwan. Uh, it's home pen visiting the PNMP, MPP, let's try it. PNP, MPP, Pinball News, Pinball Magazine, Pinball Podcast. Home pen Mike visited them on their podcast to announce that home pen moved to Taiwan. Do you care? I'm actually surprised you even mentioned it. I mean, what a... <laughs> I'm surprised you even mentioned it. Everyone listening to this is like, okay, that's, I mean, that's good. Great. Well, I, they've got Joe Balser and Jeff Bush now creating their next licensed pen that he said is quote, very strong in America end quote, regarding the license and, and globally recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the part I'm going to fall asleep. Hey Zach, why do you think the uh, wizard of Oz yellow edition? I was curious. You mentioned that you think that's the best version of the wizard of oz I, I, my, my head almost exploded when i heard you say that and oh i gosh. i thought this was a great opportunity for me to talk to you about that because can you help me maybe the listeners understand why you think the yellow brick road edition is the best edition of wizard of oz instead of the home pin story i love it yeah uh so in my opinion the yellow brick road is the best edition because um and this is i'm not saying objectively it is i'm saying personally for me it is because you get uh i like the I like the glitter playfield that adds a nice little piece uh, to the aesthetics. Um, and the big thing for me, honestly, is the cabinet. It's the cabinet. I I want to line it up to my other newer Jersey Jacks. Otherwise, those cabinets, man, they look funky side by side. A Hobbit cabinet and a uh, a dialed in cabinet. Ugh, they look funky, man. And that's a big one for I mean, me. I'm looking at my Wizard of Oz ECLE next to my Pirates, next to Hobbit, and I mean, it's not like it's an alien machine with that crazy head. I mean, I don't see the big difference. And Zach, you're losing, you're losing Max. Like this is where I just came. You're losing a monkey, losing a monkey. Monkey. I mean, the monkey is 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 really cool. I mean, if you have, if you have like, when it works, 
Yeah. Oh, it's it's always my. I've had four Wizard of Oz uh, pinball machines, and this one here, I've never had any issues with that monkey. If you take care. Oh, of. I, look, I thought it was bullshit when they came out and said, "Oh, it's more." Rel-. I thought it was bullshit too. So uh, the monkey's a miss. I I agree, monkey's a miss, but. Wood apron is a hell of a lot nicer. Wood apron looks better. Can't say that that wooden apron doesn't look awesome. The nicest aprons on the ECLE, the wooden one, the green. I don't know if that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's. You don't have to break your back working on the boards in the cabinet, the back behind with that magnetic display. It's just more accessible. I like the rad cow. Like, it's just aesthetically more pleasing to me. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that yellow is a. It's a it's a big mess, but uh, they're all beautiful. Oh, I did realize as I finally fixed my Wonka CE listener, um, had to change new trough boards out of the damn box had issues. Um, but I changed trough board and I changed. I had a coil that kept firing on that that side vuck kick, and finally fixed all of that. Added pin stadiums for all you haters out there. Added all of that. Played it last night for over two hours by myself. I swear to you, Brian. I hate that game more than any game I've ever played. It makes me so incredibly angry. It, it angers me more than you anger me. That's how bad that game angers me. But I keep, just like you though, I just keep coming back for more. <laughs> that game is greatness. It's 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 a little bit of a, it's a little unfair sometimes the pops. Uh, <laughs> so if, 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 you, if you own Wonka, you, you just call Scott up right right away and just get pin stamps. The game needs it. Get the ones that are they have the diffuser because those those stripes kill me. Yeah, and I need to try those because I just always get the standard sets. Oh, you, Zach, don't stripe it up. It looks terrible. Yeah, you gotta have the diffusers. Let me ask you a question for you, for listeners that don't understand the difference between the collectors and the limited edition. Because I'll tell you, I have limited edition. And I love it with the blue. Collectors has that red. You think it's worth uh, the upgrade? Uh, collectors now take away the market right and say okay yeah. well obviously be a collectors it's obviously a consideration but what do you think i mean because you had I the initially yes i did i don't think it's worth it uh, from a financial standpoint you're not getting that much more but i prefer the powder coat slat man the ellie's just so pretty though you can't go wrong with the la yeah, you can't go wrong i like the I like the art package more on the CE, but is that worth that much more? No. I like the I like the sparkle, but is it worth that much more? Eh. I even like the coloring on the CE a lot. And I like the undercab integrated lighting. I like that you get a mirrored back glass. It is unobtainium. You can't buy that mirrored back glass, nor can you the topper, no matter what people think it looks like. I for me, it makes sense, but because it's one of my favorites ever and if you find a favorite ever you might as well go as much in as you can on it so yeah yeah so yeah I'd, it's not worth it but i think it is worth it to jump up to the ellie and i've said that as a dealer whenever people called me i i wouldn't even have ellies and i might have standards and i'd say honestly this is a game i'd go ellie uh, on because it's that much more of an impact for that that wonka vader for me it adds lighting to it as well powder coat is beautiful yeah i think that's worth the jump yeah before prices were crazy i, I would have totally disagreed um and said definitely get the standard if you don't care because the standard you and i had a standard and i have an le now mm-hmm. and there's not a big difference really in my opinion not in play no the prices on standards i mean there's folks asking like eight thousand oh, for a standard and you're like are you out of your mind but i think they're selling zach so 
you know, the, the current pricing, I would agree with you. I'd say spend a thousand or so more and get the LE with the Invisiglass. That powder is the nicest powder JJP's ever put on any machine. It's pretty. Sparkle is gorgeous. I, myself, I'm thinking about do I want the collector's edition or not. Um, that's why I asked the question as well in case anyone's also in a similar position. I will uh, give the nod to the the Playfield coloring to actually the LE, like the art package. There is a bit, bit a, lo- a lot of reds and oranges on the CE where... I like the coloring on the play field of the LA. I'll give you. Give yes, that. that's why yeah. I like it too. I think I'm going to stick with this, but Can't good game though. It is, it is a good game. Yeah, the music, but. the sound effects drive me crazy sometimes, but. I'm not a big music sound guy, so it's never, I never did anything for me negative. I always liked them. Now, if we're ending out this made in Taiwan story that Brian tried to divert away from, um, the, the license stipulates that the game needs to be out by the end of the year, so we may see it. Game's got a 27-inch monitor and a DMD, which sounds ridiculous and stupid. But but Mike said that uh, it, he couldn't tell us why it had a DMD, but because it would give away the title, which I don't think it would but it'll make a lot more sense. He wants to go with light, fun, and happy without a deep code set. This thing's doomed to fail. I just hope it's not a great license because there goes another great license. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's almost like this guy just wants to throw money away. I don't understand these decisions, but I'll leave it there. I don't don't understand a lot of decisions from manufacturers. It's such a simple thing. You would think so. You would think so, but it's just clearly not. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I need to own my own pinball company. Do you think I would be successful or do you think I'd fail like everybody? No, I, I think you know you know how this thing runs. I, I think you know you have good insight as far as what makes a, a pinball successful. I think we talked about it together here. It's a very simple formula. The only thing you don't have, and I wouldn't have either, is the manufacturing component down. And and that is that's the hardest part. Exactly. But but you do see companies struggle, forget manufacturing. They struggle with just the, the design. And the game. I mean, look at American Pinball. They have manufacturing down. They they got it down. They don't have the other piece to me, which is so simple, right? So so evidently companies don't get it, um, even if you can manufacture. But no, I think you would do well. You just need a, a manufacturing side of the house, that's all. <laughs> I just need the majority of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you just need everything else. So you, should, you know what? You should honestly talk to American Pinball and say, look, American Pinball, hire me. I will make this company successful. You manufacture. I'll design it. I, I, I throw you a couple of pieces of insight too to, to really to, to, to ice the cake. But uh, I, I, look, I, I've been I've been very close working for manufacturers on a couple of occasions, but turned them down because ultimately, it's you got to move. Cost of living in Chicago is higher, and I hate to say it, but being a really reputable and customer supportive dealer, I think does better. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not nearly as serious in this as you are. So, I mean, you obviously probably done more homework on it. Um, but to me, it just, it, I cringe. I cringe when I hear the American pinballs going to come out with a unlicensed IP. And I'm like, guys, is anybody awake? Is anybody <laughs> listening over there? You know what I told them? Here's, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest here. Here was one of my among, you know, a couple hour discussions with them on numerous occasions. I said, if you're going to go, if there's no mind changer, you're going with the non-licensed thing. Okay. Yeah. If you're doing that, limit it to 100, raise the price, fill that thing out because the only chance you have to selling an unlicensed pinball machine 2021 is if it has more mechs than anything, limit it and have them ready to go and you'll sell out immediately and then move to the next one quickly. That's my best advice. I would agree. 
you want to you want to commit the or create the FOMO, yeah. get out the door and just say goodbye. See you later. Yep, you got to have something that sells that pen. Yeah, yeah, because they're still trying to sell Houdinis and stuff like that. And I mean, uh, granted, it sounds crazy. People are still buying them. They really are not at a not at a heavy pace to keep you in business, but. It's not like they're not still selling, but when somebody comes to you, Zach, and says, "Do you have a new inbox Oktoberfest, or do you have a new inbox Houdini?" Do you do you just maybe have them sit down and say, "Can we talk about what's <laughs> going on in your life?" Because you are missing everything. What's going on right now? I, I mean, brand new inbox. People are buying these games. That's crazy. They're not going to. I I and I'm pretty frank and real with people. There are sometimes situations where. They expl- I like to get what people want and what they're looking for in their pinball machine, whether it's their first one or 10th one. But once I have all the information, I'm usually pretty good at directing them in the right direction. Um, and sometimes, believe it or not, there is a an algorithm that leads people into an American pinball machine. So, yeah, it makes sense for a lot of people, and they'll be much happier with an Oktoberfest than they would a Stern Pro in certain situations. But for the majority of time, I push towards uh, a Stern or a JJP or even a CGC whenever they have games to sell. But right now, I have no JJPs to sell. I have no CGCs. It's, to sell. A, hot, it's a hot market. That algorithm must be really broken if they're following it. But um, it's like it's like the girl that you had on the show. I forgot if it was the last show that got a yellow edition. Oh, Amanda Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, she was great. I, I loved hearing her perspective. She was good. Yeah. Oh my God, I felt so bad for her. I said, "New in box, Yellow Brick Road." And this girl, she evidently loves Wizard of Oz. I was saying, man, I wish she would have reached out to me. I would have found her a Ruby Red, would have found her a, an ECLE. Probably would have been priced cheaper. In my You're going to find her an ECLE with 2.0 boards? Come on, Brian. So, so 2.0 boards, I actually found it myself, and it was a struggle. So I didn't say 2.0 boards, right? But 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 you could pay someone. You know, there's a guy, <laughs> that guy in Texas. I love that guy. I forgot his name. I think his name is Derek. He'll, yeah. he'll, 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 Stussman. Love Derek. All uh, 2.0 boards of people. So my point is this: I just feel like some people sometimes. I just felt bad that she got the yellow, but I'm sure she enjoys it. I'm sure she 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 loves it. Uh, but man, I feel bad she doesn't get the full experience of the monkey and, and some other things. But uh, and hey, I didn't even sell it to her. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that's right. She said she got from uh, from somebody else. I think you were you were plugging something else. Like, well, what about this or that? And you know, yep. I say I love yep. Zach. God bless him. Yeah. Uh, gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, I hear you, man. If you if you're in the game and you've made the commitment for your family, I told you this before. You've made the commitment as a distributor for your family to, and, and I respect anyone who's got to put the food on the table. I I, I hear you. I hear you. What you're doing, it just it's it's the it's the both sides out of your mouth thing that you know that that drives me crazy. But I hear you as a distributor. You got to sell, 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 man. I I, I would never. I would yeah. I wouldn't point somebody to a bad product. Period. Or something that they didn't so want. How did you sell, Zach? Oh my God. I, those are the smartest product in pinball so so before they, it's the safest buy no i know i know i know they sell well now but before they were selling for hotcakes you were selling them as if they were good and i would cringe watching those videos and how i, I owned them all even before i was a dealer owned them all oh god <laughs> loved them look they've gone up the market for toppers is just wow anyway that's a whole other story Oh boy, what a hell of an episode this has been. I, I feel like anything we try to do in market trends is just going to be lackluster after all of this debate. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna try it anyway. You want to give a stab at uh, yelling out pinball market trends, or you want me to show you how it's done, Brian? Definitely not. You can take care of it, ladies and gentlemen. 
your favorite pinball podcast segment. No matter what all the haters say, it is hashtag the truth. Is it? I don't know. The numbers don't lie, or do they? We had an argument about that. Pinball Market Trends. Well done. Troll edition. It's my favorite segment. Yeah, but what's that really? Is that really saying a whole lot, though? I love Market Trends. Do you? I do. You think it's the greatest pinball podcast segment of all time? Uh... Let's not joke each other. It's better than the master that Canada did. Oh. I think segments. I mean, anything. I think segments are kind of dumb to say they're segments, but it's a fun. It's a fun part of the show. So, anyone who doesn't like market trends, I don't understand that. Dennis, I love you, but I love market trends. I was gonna. I'm gonna. No, I was gonna say it's. You know what it is? It's the tournament players. The true tournament players don't care about market. Right. Oh, the, nobody cares about tournament pinball. Nobody cares about <laughs> tournaments. Sorry, sorry. Really, guys. really get me in trouble, Brian. Thanks a lot. Turning up this week is Stern Pinball's next release. Now, look, Dennis will be rolling his eyes right now. And guess what, Denton? Rolling back the other way, counterclockwise, baby, because it is what it is. Never once in this entire five, six years that I've been in this industry have I ever felt the hotness of pinball right now, specifically that of Stern's next release. I've never as a dealer in over two years, two and a half years, never as a dealer in two and a half years, had the desire and the interested list for anything close to what this is. This is turning out to be, it's going to be a mess. So many people want a limited edition of the next Stern. They don't even care what it is. We, we hear the rumors of Mandalorian. I have over 50 people that I could sell an LE2 in 10 minutes. Over 50. No dealers getting that allotment, not even close. We may get one of the bigger ones with our friends over at Cointaker, Tilt, uh, what's up, guys? But none of us are getting that much. And what do you do with that? All I try to do is be honest and say, hey, I can tell you right now, I'll put you on the list, but you're not getting one. Get on other dealers' lists. You're not getting one. I don't know what to do. How do you, how do you make everybody happy? Canada's been talking about recently, Brian, as, as a listener, you know, are dealers going to get to the point where we start, we as the royal we, start raising the price past MSRP to fit. Uh, Cause he's saying, why are other people making thousands of dollars? Why aren't the dealers making the money? Yeah. No, I hate to agree with him, but I think he's right. Um, number one, I think he should get a cut of uh, the revenue here because there's no question he's been pumping it. And to hear that from you, to say that's the most you've had. And we've had some real good titles come out since you've been mm -hmm. selling, you know, Jurassic and turtles, like just hype, hype yeah. games. He should get some. I hope the designers of these games are getting paid well enough. I mean, I don't know what they get paid, but I'm telling you. Like, yeah, I'm with you. I would be all for one Canada making money off the hype train, but I want him to reimburse all the money when he shits all over a pin without playing it. So I think he'd still be in the red. I think he'd be in the red. Uh, no, but that's that's uh, that's that's crazy to hear. It's so popular. I'm not a huge uh, Mandalorian guy. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy, but um, yeah, that's interesting. That's It's so hype at this mm. point. I think we all know it's probably Mandalorian, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I sure hope so. Not too interested in it. Man, people are going ape shit for this thing, and it's like a trend. I think it's just the market right now is just so hot in pinball and in other collectible industries as well. Uh, but for some reason, we've hit the apex where people are going nuts. And uh, look, other rumored games, Back to the Future is a rumor. Uh, Keith Elwin's next game—they're full. These games aren't even coming out forever. They're full already. Like, what do I? What do you do? Oh my gosh! I'm telling you, I I don't. 
if it happens and they actually start adding on and, and making a little piece from it, would I think that's wrong? God, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, I, yeah, because these guys I just struggle. flip it. I know, but I struggle, man. I've, I've held a really strong stance in never going over MSRP for new stuff for a long time. I know dealers do, but I just, I don't like the move. I have a job to sell. and I don't like that move. Yeah. It's an interesting topic though. To each their own. Trending down this week is anything besides Stern Pinball or Jersey Jack's next game. This is a blanket statement, but it's simply true. CGC is asleep behind the wheel. They're in a ditch somewhere. I have no clue. They haven't produced anything in nearly three years by now. And if it is the rumored Cactus Canyon, okay, look, let's, let's play this game. Sure, it's going to sell out like that if anybody heard my little snappy clicky there. But it'll sell out quick. But guess guys, what are you going to do then? You're going to take another three years to develop another pinball machine? Now is the time. Either build them and sell them or step aside. I don't know what to tell these people. American Pinball, we were already talking about that at length. Deep root. The time has come. The time is gone. Alien Pinball, I, I hope that Pinball Brothers can produce these things. But I'm at a wait and see on that. I, I, they're going to move. They're going to move. Eh. Gonna wait. I mean, they already have seven or eight or nine uh, already, already packed up and ready to go. I think there's a, cause I'm getting one and there's going to be a, they- I've got five or 10 on order. Sure. Yeah. No, they're, they're, no, but they're coming. They have pictures. People have received a couple. I, I think you're, you'll be fine. Pinball, alien pinball is going to be totally fine. CGC. I totally agree with you. I don't know what's taking them so long. In fact, every manufacturer, like we've said before, besides Haggis seems to have fallen asleep besides obviously Stern yeah. making these games. But what about market trend CGC games as far as the value? Because Attack for Mars. They're all on fire right now. They're on fire. Zach, the LEs are going for $10,000. Are you I know. kidding me? They were 8000 like two weeks ago. They're absolutely on fire. CGC anything, limited edition, through the roof, on fire. Yeah, through the roof. Now, I will say that I don't understand why Medieval Madness is still holding a higher value than Attack for Mars. I think the, the, the big title for CGC should still be Attack from Mars LA because you can't doll up that machine to get the topper and to get the other things. You can on Medieval Madness. So when I see Medieval Madness prices, a little bit head-scratching to me. Uh, but for what it's worth, if I'm investing in one of those, Attack from Mars LE, I think, has the highest ceiling thus far. You, you, you put money in any of those games, you're going to win. Medieval Madness, the reason why, in my opinion, is that it's always number one, right? People love the charts. People who have no idea about pinball... I don't like Medieval Madness nearly as much as Attack from Mars, but that game, because of it being number one, will always carry that stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so true. Uh, CGC, you're right. CGC value-wise is up, but it's kind of with the times of everything else that's gone up too. Um, and I think with Haggis coming in, I said it like a broken record before, listener, but if you're doing 2.0 code on Haggis thing, CGC's well is going to dry up if unless they start increasing some of the code aspects on those as well you have a window of opportunity here for the cactus canyon i think they're just going to fill it out rather than really make it expansive but the writing's on the wall i heard they were going to really expand that code and that's maybe what's taking so long i guess we'll see but uh, they're going to fill it out just fill it out we'll see we'll see but uh, i think it's going to be right i think it's going to be on the same level as a monster bash or attack from i don't think we're going to see anything 2021 dynamic like we do in stern games or jersey jack games but guess what it will sell out. Everything's selling out. It's insane right now. It'll sell out. It'll sell out. Uh, and save a buck, save a two, save a friendship or a troll and deals of the week. Bye, bye, bye. 
Do you, uh, you probably don't like the, the troll designation, do you? Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I... Do you not see yourself as a troll? A little trolly. No, I mean, I think that people that are super sensitive like you that can't really take any kind of feedback, you, you, you label it as a troll, but I think you should look at it as a positive. Like I said, it's not, it's not, it's just giving you insight into how to enhance things and make it better. But before you go into deals, I got to tell you, market trends, no question, I'll tell you from experience, the Hobbit. Okay, market trend going up. I just sold this Hobbit, and I'm telling you, I had 10 people, no, not 10, maybe six people mm -hmm. looking to buy it. I was selling it with the Elite Topper. Now, granted, Elite Topper's hard to find. And yeah, mm -hmm. I only like nice games, okay? So my games are nice and clean. Well, I sold it, uh, I'll tell you what I sold it for, uh, 10,007, okay? Mm -hmm. which, which Hobbit used to be six, 7,000, now it has the Topper. I'll tell you, I had a guy offering me even more. And you know, the way I play is if I agree to someone, yep. that's it, you know, you, you get the game. Zach, Ooh. Hobbit is on fire, okay? So if you have a Hobbit and you don't really care for it anymore, time to put that thing up, listener, because it's a great market for it. We may hear about the Hobbit in our next section uh, because because I agree with you. Everything, and I've, I've talked to these listeners about that in the past, JJP title games that they're no longer making anymore, the collectability on those is going to, they're just going to hold value. Uh, especially something like The Hobbit and, and things like that. Deal of the Week this week is a Grand Prix on Pinside. <laughs> Believe it or not, it be, it's out of Springfield, Missouri by J. Dawes 2. It's not a looker. You're going to have to tinker on this thing. It's all there. Back glasses fading. Zach, why are you even making this a Deal of the Week? Because it's $900 and because trying to find anything, a pinball machine, under $1,000 at this point is ridiculous, much less one of the greatest EMs ever made. It's all there. Five $900? I spend more on my toppers. Pfft, please. I was going to say, it's like a topper. That's <laughs> yeah, cheaper than a topper. Yeah, cheaper than a topper, and it's an actual pinball machine. That, I will say, was uh, uh, inducted into the Pinball Machine Hall of Fame by the Crystals this last year. I, I knew you'd love that, Brian. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Everyone's like, let me go to sleep. Hold on a second. Guys, wake uh, up. We'll, we'll talk We'll talk more. <laughs> yeah, and he wanted to talk about The Hobbit. Let's do it right now. And deals of the... you got to be shitting me. <laughs> deals of the WTF this week is exactly that. It's The Hobbit. I got two indications of what the fuck is going on. One of them was your... Yeah, 10-8 with a sale pending price. What? For a hobbit? Zach, Zach, in three hours, my on? mailbox, it was crazy. I believe and, and it. I, it's nuts. I believe it, but rewind, rewind one year ago when they were in the upper sixes. I know. I know. A $4,000 increase in a year? Wow. It's bonkers. Wow. Right now, right now there's a Smaug edition online uh, on Pinside by Harry Worm. Um, it always grosses me out that name, Harry Worm. But uh, Harry Worm's trying to sell one for eleven thousand dollars. No topper. That I'm sorry. That's a what the fuck? No, no. Do not spend eleven thousand dollars on a Hobbit. Uh, no, no. What's great though about his ad? Because I think I know what, what you're talking doing? about. In his ad, I think he says something like, "Hey guys, I don't really know what the market's like." Yeah, like, it was. Just let me know. And you're like, "Wow, what a move!" You're like, "Look, this might be really overpriced." So if it is, like, just let me know. Yeah, pretty ballsy. I like that. Oh, I think the value of yours selling so high, honestly, was probably because people are spending upwards of a little over a thousand for that elite topper now that they're done making that series. So that helped. That did help. I got one in on trade and I went to resell the Hobbit, kept the elite topper. 
<laughs> I just did because I, I keep my toppers. I keep them. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm tired. Brian has wore my ass out. I want to be done with this. So that was your pinball. I'm tired trends. Nobody wears me out like you, man. Nobody wears me out. But a dentist doesn't even wear me out like you. Well, you know, it's 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 good discussion. Um, you know, it's been it's been a fun time. It's been a fun time. Hopefully, uh, some learning experiences for yourself. But uh... <laughs> I st- I still don't think I like you. But it was fun. It was fun. It was fun, man. Gosh. If I do get over to some of these shows, uh, you know, things coming back to normal, which is, hey, man, great to see. Hopefully you stayed healthy uh, and your family as well. Um, but I'm, I'm just glad to see things coming, coming back to. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I, want the, I want the best for you, but I do go back to a quote that I gave you that was so snarky back on Pinside in 2020. I said, quote, what do you get when you mix a broken record, a crying baby, and a couple Canada tears? Dealt. Hope you stub your toe today, buddy. Oh, that's right. You did say that. That was a. That was when you called me a snowflake. Yeah. 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 That's that was fine though, Zach. I did. I did want you to stub your toe that day. Not like I didn't want you to really harm yourself, but I wanted you to feel pain. And there's nothing like the pain of a stub toe. I remember uh, people were like, "Wow, Zach, that's really a dick move." Because I mean, I've always- I know after all the shit you said. Well, because I never, I and you'll know this for sure. And just to remind you, I never wish you like harm. I mean, I never said oh, like no. that. I've always, yeah. So people are like, "Wow, uh, Zach, you're a dick." And I was like, "That was kind of a, a jerky move." But <laughs> hey, man, that's uh, like I said. If I'm if I'm at these shows and we're there, I'll definitely uh, get you a beer and, and talk to you in person too. But uh, I would love nothing more than that. I love arguing with people, uh, and especially you. So this has been fun. It's healthy. It it, it only betters this industry. That's the thing. I'm somebody that questions. I will always question. It's always in the spirit to make things better. I don't know why people, you know, like yourself. That's what abusers say. Honey, I'm just trying to trying to make you stronger. The abusive dad. Oh, that is a ridiculous comparison. Uh, no, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying that's what they do. That's what they do. <laughs> Interesting. That's all. Remember, we talked about correlations. <laughs> If you guys want to get a hold of me, it's at the pinball network at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any messages for, uh, for Brian here, you can, uh, you can always message him on Pinside Delt 31. Sure. Uh, we always have fun sidebar conversations there. Um, and, uh, I, Brian, hang around for five seconds while I do a plug for flipping out pinball, where Brian would love to buy his pinball machines. If he's wanting to get a hold of the product showcase, he would be buying the Stern Game Room Fatigue Mat. Do you have those yet? I, I don't. Um, mm. We actually just got new carpet in here, so it's been nice on the feet, so I don't use those oh, mats. Okay. But I hear, I hear they're good, though. Yeah, if you have any of the hardwood floor or anything like that, we just got them in stock. We also have all the other, your main titles are in stock. If not, we'll get you on the list for all those banners, side art. I, I'm an accessories guy too, so hit us up for any of that arcade stuff as well. Straight down the middle, uh, video series on YouTube. I think Greg is going to be doing a, a board game of Monopoly Jurassic Park here soon. So stick around for that. That was a lot of fun. And uh, last week on TPN, we had just another pinball podcast catching up with Joel's review on Led Zeppelin, as well as a pinball show interviewing, as we alerted to before, with the mechanical engineering of John Rothermel. 
um, for Stern Pinball. This week on TPN, final round pinball podcast. No telling who they're going to have. And a possible TPS midweek show. Whew. Man, I'm going to have to go take a shower after this episode dealing with you. <laughs> hey, man, good times. <laughs> It's been great, buddy. I do respect the hell and appreciate you putting up with me. And uh, I know you feel the same way about me, you, because this isn't a one-sided thing. And you're, um, I'm hard to deal with, and you're equally as hard to deal with as well. But we both have fun. We both love pinball. And we have more in common when it comes to themes and games that we enjoy than most you know, adversaries out there. So uh, you know, for that, I appreciate you, and I appreciate the time you took today. Yeah, man, agreed. It's uh, you know, hopefully it was entertaining for the listeners because I, I know someone listens to podcasts. You know, you're outside walking the dog, or doing something just monotonous, and it's nice to listen in. So hopefully, uh, folks find it entertaining. And um, Zach, like, appreciate the offer coming on and uh, good chat. This episode title needs to be a shill and a troll. It's like a marriage, you and I. For Delt Thirty One, I'm Zach Many. Always practice safe pinball. I missed Dindin at this point. Fuck. Up. So long, everybody. Hey!